It's time for Twig This Week in Google. Stacy has the week off. Aunt Pruitt's here with Jeff Jarvis. Should Google take a cue from Apple and move its Chromebooks to custom silicon? What comes after Zoom? Is the Pixel 4a on its way? And bad Section 230 takes. It's all coming up next on Twig. This Week in Google comes to you from Twit's LastPass Studios. Stay in control when it comes to your company's access points and authentication. LastPass makes enterprise-level security simple for your remote workforce. Check out lastpass.com slash twit to learn more. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Twig, this week in Google, episode 565, recorded Wednesday, June 24th, 2020, The Vile Little Puppet Man. This episode of This Week in Google is brought to you by Roman. Skip the waiting room and awkward face-to-face. Get ED medication conveniently delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Go to GetRoman.com slash Twig for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. And by LastPass. Prepare for the unexpected in your business with LastPass. Trusted by over 17 million users and 61,000 businesses worldwide. Visit LastPass.com slash twit to find out how they can help you. And by ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers, so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. For three extra months free with a one-year package, go to expressvpn.com slash twig. It's time for Twig this weekend. Google, the show where we cover the latest from the Google-verse, which is... No, we don't. No, we don't. No. No, we just do whatever we bloody well please. Whatever we bloody well please. And that's probably because of this guy who's always done exactly what he bloody well pleases. That's Jeff Jarvis, the president. Uh, (laughs) I just made you the president of the Town Night Center. You're the director of the Town Night Center for Entrepreneurial Journalism at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at the City University of New York. Craig Newmark. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, I'm big, big news. Big news. I don't want to introduce him. You got a haircut first. I got a haircut. How'd you do that? Inches. I went. To, we're open officially. I went. Asks. Felt okay. Yeah, I got my okay. haircut too. But I did it, do it on my back deck. Uh, I I like being outside, and masks. And there yeah. you go. Here, Aunt got a haircut too. Look at him. Aunt Pruitt is also. <laughs> no, that's not Stacy Higginbotham. Stacy, you've you changed. Mean? She shaked her head. <laughs> That's Aunt Pruitt of Tech News Weekly. You got to fix that lower third there, Mister <laughs> J. B. Brockman. Aunt- <laughs> come on, Mister Brockman. Show come me on, some Mr. love. Stacy is taking the day off. She's not feeling well, but we are really glad that Aunt could be here. Yes. Actually, we kind of were planning right. on having you here anyway. I think so. Uh, we just. Glad to be here. I just threw one of the monitors off the set, and that's all it took. It's very easy. <laughs> it's an easy thing. To either Now, normally we talk about Facebook. We talk about Google, Twitter. We talk, kind of talk about uh, Internet and policy issues, journalism, that kind of thing. Do no, either sir, last you, time I was on, we talked Google the last time I was sometimes on. Sometimes Google's in there. We do. No, no, we do Google. Yeah, we just, we get, we just get, Google. get grief for not always doing Google. Well, or all Google. <laughs> But uh, this show yeah. is really about uh, the world Google is in, right? 
It's right. not Larry Page Island here. This is everything. All data, data, only data. it were. <laughs> uh, so if we were on Larry Page Island, we wouldn't be talking about Apple in any way. But do you, did you, are you at all interested? It's funny because Windows Weekly ended up being half about Apple. Whoa. <laughs> Apple made the most significant announcement it's made in years on Monday at its Worldwide Developer Conference. They announced that they were going to abandon Intel chips and over the next two years transition to chips they make themselves. They called it Apple Silicon. And mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a big deal in the tech world. I don't know if it's a really a big deal in, in this space that we cover. But it is going to change. I think I think potentially here's 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 why I think it's a big deal. In 2007, Apple announced the iPhone. A lot of people laughed. Steve Ballmer, Microsoft famously said, oh, that'll never sell. Uh, of course. They surprised a lot of people. And I think the iPhone completely changed the face of technology. And this, to me, seems like the second act of that transition. So the iPhone began the transition to mobile, a space where Intel could not play. They tried. But no phone runs on Intel microprocessors. There's some maybe Intel radios in there, but only because <laughs> Apple was mad at Qualcomm. Uh, <laughs> Intel really missed the mobile revolution, and I think uh, this is the continue. This is the next step where Apple says, you know, our we might as well build on this very successful base of iPhone and iPad that we've got, and make and transition our hardware, everything in our hardware to Apple. Just let's make everything. There's a certain benefit to that, but it's also a monoculture. It's always risky. Mm -hmm. And a computing monoculture might be risky. I think it's less risky right now than it's ever been because, and, and this is what we were talking about on Windows Weekly, from Microsoft's point of view, it doesn't really matter because ever since their new CEO, Satya Nadella, took over five years ago, he's been saying it's not about the processor or the computer you're using. It's all about the cloud services yeah that's why chromebooks can work exactly right google understands that google is a cloud first company microsoft is there which any, wasn't is becoming a cloud first company right is there any um development in chips kind of waiting out there i mean i, I remember even even when i started on the show it was the you know whatever the the, the new version of the 8088 is out I, obviously that's not it but you know <laughs> we would talk about about new chips and things and say oh look it's new and haven't for a long time. Uh, is there anything that's kind of we're waiting for? We're in an interesting or time because I don't. In the first forty years of personal computing, that was very exciting and innovative, and there was lots of innovation. Right. We've really settled down. It's like saying, "Is there another Google waiting in the wings? Is there another Facebook waiting in the wings?" Is there I another? Think, I think there are. I think there are. I think if there are, I don't know if I see it happening within the next five years or anything like that. It's just so much of a foothold by all of the existing companies right now. And it's even uh, worse say that. with microprocessors because you have to create a platform that people develop on for you to succeed. So mm -hmm. it's hard to say, well, I, I got a platform. I got Larry's platform. What do you think? Or, you know, it's like, no, you got to nope, pass. Pass. I, we already, you know. <laughs> And so that for a long time that was Windows and Mac. By the way, never got anywhere. It never got to double digit uh, market share ever. Mac, 
Windows right. was always ninety percent or more market share. Uh, but that's but what's but that's rugs been pulled right out from under them because it doesn't matter anymore because there's right. a billion iPhones out there all of a sudden. So Is Windows ninety percent. Oh yeah, always has back been. in the days. No, it still is. Linux it is still a, is. Linux is one or two percent. Apple is four or five percent. Oh, Chrome. What? Chrome is less well, than I, that even. Windows yeah. is. When, there are more than two billion people using Microsoft Windows right now. Wow. I haven't used Microsoft Damn. products in years. <laughs> wow. Not because not, not I'm trying not to. It's just because I don't have a need to. Well, the, really, that's part of the point is you don't need to. No one needs yeah. to. And, yeah. and the transition I think we're seeing is, you know, these old days of operating system wars don't make a whole yeah. lot of sense anymore. Then browser wars make a sense, any sense. You're, but I do think there are, there are step changes you, out there. I mean, I've been, I've been fond of saying that the, the Internet is made for speaking and it's not yet made for listening. And and I think I think all the hoo ha and you screaming on about Facebook is is Max Nicks, is, is is meaningless, frankly. But I do think that there's a step change waiting in social. I think that there are step changes waiting, especially in the COVID era, in how we connect with each other in new ways. I think there are step changes in product search and who wins that, and and that's not fully Amazon isn't isn't the be all and end all there. They are in the in the infrastructure, but they're not necessarily in the search. So I think there may be things to come. Well, well, let, let's let's look at that point about social, uh, about someone else stepping in. Several people have tried within the last five five years, mm-hmm. and probably within the last five to ten years, and have failed. Clearly failed. What's the difference? What is the secret so, sauce that's going to put them over the the current um, social leaders right now, Twitter and Facebook? Yeah. It's, it's the right question, Ann. I, I, I think that the problem is all of those places tried to replicate Facebook. And so they all fight last year, the last war, um, like yeah, regulators. But that's the regulate thing. People Microsoft. want. But that's the thing. People yeah, yeah, clearly I don't think Facebook goes away. Facebook, you know. I don't think it goes away. I mean, we, you know, we have seen Instagram and TikTok. You know, we have seen seen that as a as a, not a big step change, but a you know, little baby uh-huh. step. Um, okay, yeah, um, I, say yeah, I don't think I don't anybody's going to replace. Well, Sorry, of course, that was there. we're all Instagram. on bad connections right now, so we're talking <laughs> over each other without meaning to. We're very, not hearing each other. Very famously, that's why Facebook bought Instagram, because Instagram, like yeah. TikTok now, at the time, posed a threat to Facebook, so Facebook acquired them. Remember, though, Facebook was very worried about Snapchat. And mm-hmm. for a while, it looked like maybe Snapchat would be uh, the new, you know, Facebook until Facebook added Snap-like features to Instagram and clobbered them. And I, I think that's why the network effect in this is so important in this. You can be a better service and come along, but everybody's on Facebook. So right. it's a tough Think about the fact that how many times um, people say, okay, I want to try Twitter, but I don't get it because it's not Facebook. It's not like Facebook or even go way back since this is this week in Google with Google Plus, they go into these different <laughs> platforms. What's and, that? What's that Google say, Plus thing you're talking about? They, they what is this Google, Google Plus of which you speak? Like, nobody's over here. Yeah, you know, they're like nobody's here. That's I don't right. know anybody. The social here. network requires everybody you know to be there. It's no good. Right. So how many people? I mean, Google with all its resources couldn't beat Facebook. Snapchat, Facebook tried to buy them. They said no. So Facebook said okay. I, although Snapchat's not dead, it's interesting. They've kind of hung in there. 
Yeah. I don't think the problem is Facebook. That is fascinating. Facebook can do anything that you can do. Facebook can do. And so because everybody's on Facebook, if they do it even half as well as you do, they can they can say people say, well, I'm, you know, I can kind of get that on Facebook. I don't know why people aren't duplicating TikTok. What about what about the Chinese, the other Chinese services, though, that that do every bit of trend, you know? Yeah. Of well, that's commerce. what Facebook wants to do. But I, you it know, wants to be, but they're not. I don't know why that must be hard to do. I don't know what's going. You've turned blue, 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 turned blue. blue. Am I blue? <laughs> so sorry, we were both distracted by Ant's picture, which we shouldn't. Be. I don't. Uh, it's a it's a hard thing to say. You know, it's very easy. You know, you know to say, in oh, DOS will never be replaced. <laughs> we're dominant. <laughs> we own the world. Uh, and CPM, you, know, you mean, right? Yeah, no. CPM. So it's very easy to say that. And history says, well, yeah, hold my beer. But on the other hand, it is we are at the scale now where, it, you know, Facebook has everybody pretty much. Uh, and Google has everybody for search. There are competitor competing services, but there's a, a con, there's there's this network effect that's hard to beat. I don't know. As for to answer your question, chip makers, sure, there are lots of them out there. But most of them are going to end up doing either ARM or x86, the two major right. architectures. There's nothing we're dying to wait for them There's to no develop. There's no third architecture coming along saying, hey, I'm as good as x86 and ARM. I'm better. You'd have to be a lot better. Because there's all this there's this all this installed base using one or the other of those. That's why mm-hmm. it's really interesting to watch what Apple's doing. Because desktop has been owned by Intel. Even AMD, which makes chips, makes Intel compatible chips. Otherwise they couldn't possibly succeed. So, yeah. so there, so, and I know you're an AMD fan, but, but you wouldn't be using it, Ant, if it couldn't run Windows and all the software that you use. You That's wouldn't correct, consider sir. it. That's correct. So, you know, but Apple has a lot of clout, though. That's uh, why they can with, do it. With and their money. history of, of running those A chips on those, on the micro side of things right. and continuing to be the leader in checking out what people are doing now. Uh, far as their competitors, checking out what their competitors are doing now and then coming back and saying, you know what, we can do that too. And we're going to be able to do it better because we've been watching all of the mistakes that you've made. And I, I, hey, kudos to them. It, I think it's going to work because it's still Apple and people are still going to want to go to Apple. And they just have the, uh, I think they just got all of the money in the right spot for us to R&D goes. Yeah, I hate so- what they've done to the professional creators out there that right. spent you know, 10 grand on a workstation, that's pretty much going to be... But if you uh, could get a faster uh, workstation that... So you're, you just built your AMD machine. But if when yes, it's sir. time to consider the next one, if Apple offered something faster, less expensive, that ran all the software you wanted to run, you'd consider it, wouldn't you? Oh, heck yeah. I'd yeah. like OS X or Mac OS, whatever it's you want. now Mac OS 11 now. They went to 11. You know, I, I like the Mac operating system. I just, and, I, and I've, I've respected the hardware. It's just the price. I could never justify the cost of the Apple products, but their hardware is beautiful. Uh, their operating system runs so daggum well. Uh, you don't have all the hiccups and jumping through hoops and things like that. But uh, I... I couldn't justify the dollar. Yeah, although I have to point out, I mean, you couldn't put together a Mac Pro running Windows of that hardware level at a lower price. It's not, you know, I mean, uh, and the difference is going to be 
uh, you won't. And part of the benefit to Apple, I don't think it's the reason they're doing this, is you won't be able to make a head-to-head comparison anymore. Right, you won't. It, it, it's not using. It, it's been using off-the-shelf parts to some great degree. That's not going to be the case. Kevin Tofel had a very going interesting... back to the roots of Apple, right? Wasn't that the roots of Apple from way back in the 80s is we want to control the hardware Absolutely. and do it our way? Yep. They never were big enough to do it entirely. So they've always had Intel chips or before that they had Motorola chips or chips from PowerPC. Um, they are now big enough. They're, they're a $1.5 trillion company with $200 billion plus in cash. Mm. They have mm. a billion products out there. They have a secret weapon, too, and there was just one line in the keynote. Oh, and by the way, all your iOS apps will run unmodified on your Ma- on your new Macs. That's crazy. So suddenly, and you That's know crazy. this, and you know that there's some really good iPad photography apps out there. Mm-hmm. Increasingly, I'm able to use the iPad for my workflow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, not just Adobe products. There's fa- right. there's 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 a five dollar Pixelmator photo program, which in some respects it's good. kicks Adobe's butt. It's there's really Affinity good. Photo. There's all these great iPad. So that Luma, will all be Luma able. Fusion you'll be able to video. yes, and you'll be able to put that on your uh, new Mac. So right. that's another secret weapon. Kevin Tofel wrote a very interesting article on his about Chromebooks. Apple's own chips inside ARM power. And by the way, Apple's never using the ARM word. We have to stop doing that. Apple's silicon-powered MacBooks show why Google needs to make custom silicon for Chromebooks. Mm, I don't know about that, Mr. Tofel. It makes a strong (laughs) argument. I think one of the reasons Apple is doing it is because Intel has just not been able to live up to its promise. And so Apple just got tired of waiting. And Google has been able to live up to its hardware promises. Well, no, but they're Any? but they're t- but being tied to Qualcomm or Intel isn't necessarily ideal. You these are general purpose chips. One of the advantages mm-hmm. Apple gets is it can design chips for its own operating systems and hardware ecosystem, right. so that they're perfectly right. tuned. Google has the resources; they're big enough. They could design Chrome OS chips. I don't think they will, because they have a pretty brisk ecosystem of third-party hardware manufacturers. That's something Apple doesn't have to worry about. Let's see. I hear that, and I think about the the Pixel line of phones and the (laughs) the mistakes that Google has made there. I don't even think you could say that the Pixel book is the best Chromebook. Oh, well, the old one was really good. The Pixel book is, no, I'm ready to buy a new one. I know, I'm on the 713. Yeah, the Acer Seven Thirteen is the first one I've seen that starts, but I think it has fans. Well, it will if it if you get the tenth uh, generation Intel processor. Yeah, so fans are a killer for me. I don't want fans. Sixteen gig, up to sixteen gigs of RAM, up to two fifty six gigs storage, ten hours, um, and it's a three by two, which I think is uh, that's what Pixel Book is. Is I think that's a good aspect ratio for Chrome OS. Uh, Six hundred twenty nine dollars. That's the starting price when it launches in July. There'll be an enterprise version, which uh, will be a th- start at eleven hundred dollars. Yikes! Ooh. That has like like services too. Yeah, it, it, and the Chrome Enterprise Security Solution is the big yeah. yeah. So let me ask you a question, oh chip gurus, chip jockeys. Actually, Stacy's um, the chip jockey. Yeah, that's I was true. Say, but she's we're not, not fit here. to hold her stirrups. <laughs> we'll we'll make do. Um, I'll make do with you two. Uh, 
ignorant question. I have a sense that Moore's law affected, obviously affected mainframes and all that stuff. Then it affected computers in your in your lap. And then apart from Ant building, you know, turbocharged Mondo machine, it seems like Moore's law has less effect now. It's more it's about the features. Every year anymore. So a, a, it's not doubling. And B, no. this, yeah, speed's fine, but it doesn't, you know, how much does it matter? Well, right. that's what is Apple's that, saying is Intel can't get it together to give them the improvements in processor performance that they expect. Apple thinks that, thinks that they can. What ha there were a couple of things happened. X86, which is the architecture we've been using since the 70s. Still works. Yeah, not very well. It's a real, <laughs> it's an ugly, ugly architecture. But it's dominant because, again, because it's got, you know, all the software works on it. Um, Intel even wanted to abandon it. You remember Itanium? They were moving on to a new technology, and they and it was too hot, and they actually it flopped. The Itanium was horrible. Thankfully, they had a little skunk works in Israel, working on different models of x86 chips using new technologies. They said, "Quick, can you get something together?" And the idea of leaving x86 just disappeared twenty years ago. And Intel has continued on with x86, but there's but they're now up against that wall they were up against with Itanium, which is they're they're limited. They just barely are able to get past four gigahertz now. They're starting to get closer to five, but that speed is mm. limited because of heat, because of thermals, because these mm -hmm. chips they use a lot of power. They're very high power chips. They're also running into problems with that thing that this the, the little Israel start Israeli startup came up with, which is speculative execution. Oh, it turns out that's a security problem. <laughs> so they're running into that. And it turns out every chip that's been made since Itanium is vulnerable to that. And then uh, it, because it uses so much power, they can't get it mobile. And, and they're having trouble for reasons I don't know the details on. Stacy probably does. Getting to the new processes. They, can't, they can barely got to 10 nanometers. And already we're seeing ARM chips done at, I think I think TSMC announced it's kind of a quasi four nanometers, which by the way does come up against quantum physics. <laughs> you have mm -hmm. you have actually you're so so tiny now that you're having issues with quantum tunneling and things. It's hard to keep the electrons in line. They keep jumping in different states. So uh, there's all sorts of walls that x86 has hit. And that's really what happened. I think AMD showed you can go past those walls with the Ryzen, but they're still, I think they're still, they're just making a compatible. It's like Compaq. They're making an Intel compatible chip. And that's, <laughs> I don't, and by the way, they also, because they spend so much money and time making these incredible Ryzen chips, they let their GPUs lag behind NVIDIA. And now, by the way, nobody mentioned this, Apple's not going to use AMD GPUs either. This is bad news well, for AMD. They're going to make their own. It's all Apple or silicon. Now, AMD is still competing on the GPU side, but not on the consumer level. They they're, they're dealing more with that upper echelon GPU. Yeah, they couldn't do both. Where, they didn't. They weren't yeah. a big enough company to do both. So Nvidia mm -hmm. won and it lapped them several times, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. With graphics cards, you know, but they're still releasing those pro grade GPUs to compete with the the um, 
uh, like the Vega, the Vega Pro and stuff like that. Right. But that's not as good as an NVIDIA card. What are you using your box? You're using a NVIDIA card, I'm sure. I'm still an NVIDIA yeah, guy. Of course you are. <laughs> Any, a game, no gamer worth his salt's using a Radeon. Yeah, and I'm still actually, an NVIDIA guy, but I, I use it for the Creative Cloud and the CUDA cores. Right, you know? CUDA cores. So that's another big question we don't know the answer of. Apple, I'm sure, because remember, Apple um, that ever has never you know, liked NVIDIA. NVIDIA last year said, we're, that's it. We're not writing drivers for Apple stuff. That's it. No more yeah. NVIDIA on Apple. You're stuck with Vega. Good luck, Apple. But Apple didn't care. They made no effort to fix that. That's We now know why. Because they weren't going to go mm-hmm. with AMD or NVIDIA. They were going to do their own thing. And this is what really will be interesting. I think there's reason to believe that they can make competitive products, but we don't know. The GPUs in the iPad are very good, but we don't know if they can make compatible desktop compatible compared to NVIDIA. And I also wonder, you know, they're gonna, there's a lot of challenges here. Um, remember, Apple does not, it doesn't do OpenGL. They don't do CUDA. They don't do OpenCL, really. They do metal. And now metal, we also. Which is still good. Oh, it's very good. But now we also <laughs> understand why all of a sudden this push on metal and dumping everything else. Mm-hmm. The, because this is the new way going forward. If you were using metal and all Apple APIs and you were doing everything on the iOS platform that Apple recommended, your stuff suddenly works with the new desktops. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't have to do any rec- recoding at all. Uh, and if you have an existing x86 slash Radeon architecture, but if you used metal, that's going to be a little easier for you. It's just might, in most cases, just flip a few switches on the compiler and you'll be compatible. And then, you know, there'll be some 10% of apps that's going to have to, it's going to be painful. Maybe we'll, maybe never make the transition. So it's, I really want to see what Apple's GPU strategy is, because that's what's going to matter to you, Ant. Mm-hmm. If you can do a Gaussian blur in, in uh, 10 times faster oh. on Apple GPU than you can on your ray-traced NVIDIA, mm-hmm. that's going to be jump. compelling. <laughs> yeah, see? Okay. <laughs> I jump. And I'm, I have so then it's worth it to pay more. Huh? Yeah. Or, right. But, but you might not even – it's not a question of pay more. You can't get it any other way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not whether it's more. It's whether you can get it. And that's – so I have a feeling that – Apple must have looked at this. They know that that's one of the issues, and they must feel that they can. It I, makes me wonder how long this discussion has been going on with Apple, because uh, I can remember when Adobe acquired uh, Metal a couple years back, and most of the Adobe demos are done on Macs, and I can remember the talk about uh, just the performance increase and Yada, yada, yada. And I'm thinking, have they already been talking since then? And I assume they have. Well, Apple you know, but said, I just wonder how long ago. Apple <laughs> said they, in fact, they showed Lightroom, Photoshop running yeah. on the, and by the way, the development machine, mach, development machine is basically an iPad Pro with more RAM. That's crazy. In fact, their Man, whole demos, the demos they did, <laughs> they didn't say anything until later. The demos they mm-hmm. did of every, all the Mac stuff. What turned out was running on that dev kit, which is running the iPad Pro processor, which is certainly slower than what they'll put out in a desktop. So, um, right. I mean, you know what? When I got that iPad Pro, I even said this many times. This thing's way overpowered for mm. to, to, for running iOS apps. This thing's got headroom to galore. <laughs> and all anybody said was, Apple always does that. That's why in a couple of years you'll be able to run the latest and greatest. No. They were developing their first nah. first iteration in a desktop chip. 
and and GPUs. So uh, I think it's you be were beta testing basically. Yeah, we were beta testers. <laughs> now I think they'll even go beyond that with their. They're rumored there'll be a new Mac laptop this year, a 13-inch MacBook Pro running silicon from Apple, and and Ming Chi Kuo, who's pretty well connected in the Apple rumor mill, he's the supply side guy, says all Apple computers starting in 2021 will be running on Apple Silicon. So the Apple that's said, really fast. Apple said two years. They said that last time too on the Intel transition. They did the Intel transition in nine months. I suspect that's really be, fast. Two be, years. Yeah, I think it'll be one. So this is so the reason we're talking about it on this show and every other show is the world just shifted in a significant way. What was is it Apple, that Apple had? That? It, go, go ahead, uh, Jeff. We've been gassing on and on. Well, no, that's a good question for both of you. Is Apple that good? Do you have the faith that they're going to be better than anybody else? That their chips are, or just that they're they're pretty purpose they're, made. That iPad. Well, they have that advantage. That iPad's pretty impressive. <laughs> I think they're good because they know their their system. They, you know, it's, again, it's more of the if they're going to bake a cake, they know all the ingredients going in because they handpicked them. You know? I wouldn't bet against them. They've chosen a tough road, but you're exactly right. They wouldn't have done it if they didn't know the recipe. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have the oven already preheated. Yeah, they, they, they've already been working on it. They got that pan greased. <laughs> they the pan was greased already. The pan was already greased. <laughs> so, and they ha- they're a trillion and a half dollar company with hundreds of billions of dollars in the bank. They have more than 1,000 chip developers. They acquired a chip design firm, PA Semi, a long time ago. I wish Stacy were here. This is really her. Bailiwick, but they have been acquiring this talent. You don't know. Apple clearly thinks they can. I and I wouldn't bet against them, but you know it's not guaranteed. We could look back in five years and say, "Boy, that was a mistake." I said the same thing with Intel. In fact, I was Mm -hmm. really unhappy Mm -hmm. when they shifted to Intel. I thought, "Oh, this is the end of the world." I love PowerPC. Where are you going to that x86? I hated that. I hate x86, Uh, and I thought it was a huge mistake. Was what was it that Apple did at Virginia Tech many years ago? Was oh, yeah, the multi-power cluster. Yeah, they did a giant supercomputer. Is that what you're talking you know, about? What, you're, that's what it was. And I'm thinking, like, is there more of that coming down the pike for Apple just to sort of give proof of concept that says, you know what, we're not going anywhere. And matter of fact, we're probably going to come after you, AWS. This was something called System 10. It was, which is kind of ironic because OS X was coming. This is in the summer mm-hmm. of 2003. It was 1,100 Power Mac G5 computers. Power Mac, that's yeah. what it was. It ran until 2012, and it was fast. Wow. It wasn't that fast. We're talking petaflops these days with the supercomputers. Multiple mm-hmm. petaflops. By the way, the fast, one of the fastest computers out there is running in ARM chips. So it was 15 years ago on June 6, 2005, the jobs revealed that Apple would switch from the PowerPC yeah. to Intel. Yeah. And they did it pretty darn quickly. The fastest supercomputer in the world right now, it's called Fugaku. It's out of Japan. It's running on ARM chips, Fujitsu's 48-core oh. ARM chip. See, one of the things that Apple is at great pains to you know, dispel is this notion that, oh, ARM's slow. ARM is not inherently slow. In fact, it, it's the fastest computer in the world is based on ARM's, but that's because, which, by the way, 
what did I say? The uh, system uh, 10 was 200 teraflops. Fugaku is 415 petaflops. <laughs> That's 415,000 times faster. No, I'm sorry. 800,000 800, times faster. It's a lot. Nuts. It's a lot. A lot faster. <laughs> nuts. Just nuts. Uh, by the way, uh, they're using it for uh, COVID-19 uh, simulations, among other things. Oh. So this is the first time a computer based on iron topped the list. The timing is very good. They announced it a day after <laughs> Apple announced they were going to. Now, it's not, by the way, ARM. And I, Apple didn't ever mention ARM. Apple has, again, Stacy needs to be here, but Apple has what they call an architecture license, which means they can take, they've licensed the intellectual property of ARM processors. Apple started ARM, by the way. They're one of the partners that started ARM. I didn't know that. When. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they sold off their so stake. So they have the they have the they've paid for the right to be able to spin off into something that would yeah. literally compete with it. They've never really made ARM chips, but they've used I I'm sure it's the ARM instruction set, some ARM stuff to build their chips. And they call them the A class. The first was the A4. Uh, but they've never said these are ARM chips. These are our chips, but we have a license for the ARM architecture. So um, I don't think you should think of it as an ARM processor. You should think of it as an Apple processor. That's and and that's yeah, that's very interesting. You're not going to like uh, this. They showed at the uh, event. They showed the Apple uh, processors running Linux in on parallels. But right now, according to the Verge, they the new Macs will not run Boot Camp, so you won't be able to. You, and that's Microsoft. That's a licensing issue. So I wouldn't be surprised if that changed by the time these companies shipped. Neither Microsoft nor uh, Apple mentioned Boot Camp. Um, but uh, Apple did say that Office is coming for the new Macs. So maybe it's just a matter of negotiation. And it's coming you for said, Chromebooks, too. You said it was confirmed no Boot Camp? Because of licensing. But Tom Warren okay. and The Verge says... Uh, Microsoft could change the licensing. So, because Microsoft has Windows on ARM, but they don't license it for use in virtual machines or on non, you know, license. And Apple's not an OEM, you know, licensing, mm -hmm. licensee. So that could, that's just a, that's a legal thing. I don't know if there's a technical issue. Windows on ARM is not impressive, but maybe it's because we haven't seen it on good silicon. I don't know. We've only seen it on. Kind of, you know, Qualcomm chips. Maybe. Yeah. Time will tell. It is good to see stuff like this, though, because just like you said when we started, uh, the innovation rate has been a bit stale for the last mm -hmm. bit, last several years. And it's nice to see that something is uh, on the horizon that could really make a big difference in how people purchase their hardware now. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're all so excited, Aunt, because <laughs> at least I, I've been doing this long enough that I remember when it was, you know, there was something new every week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's been kind of boring lately. <laughs> Apple mixing things up is very good news. Yeah, it's going to make other people compete. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is good. Yeah. Let's take a little break. We can. We have Google stuff. Hey, hey, 
We got Google. We stuff. I said Google at least three times because my <laughs> phone picked up. So we have covered that oh, today, sir. Yeah, yeah. I forgot <laughs> about that. And I, and I, you know we could take a little victory lap because iOS fourteen has a lot of Android features, including widgets. Yeah. <laughs> Marquez Brownlee's video was so oh, funny. He it. basically he basically it. did his rundown of the keynote. And he said, this looks like something we've already seen before. And he said that about four times. And then he was like, okay, I'm going to stop. I, I, yes. this is." <laughs> it's always that way. It's always that way. Look, what's wrong with that? Apple, should, Apple shouldn't operate in a vacuum. If there's something good, I'm mad that they took so long. But that's the thing. That's the Apple MO, though, is taking the things that are already out there, watching the competition stumble through it, even though it's nice new tech. And then say, okay, let us refine it for you to make it more magical. As and they did. They, I don't know, um, but I've never seen, for instance, one of the things they do, they have widgets just like Android widgets. You know, you could, uh, an application you install might have three or four different widgets, styles, big, little, small, different information, that kind of stuff. But one thing they showed that I really liked, and I don't, I've never seen this on, a, on any Android launcher, you can stack them. So you can have one space with five widgets that you can scroll through, which is nice. That gives you more mm -hmm. widget real estate. And then the thing I also like, they have a smart stack that will show a widget that's appropriate for the time of day. Maybe the weather when you get up. Maybe, uh, you know, what's what to cook for dinner. It's 5 p.m. Maybe traffic uh, on the way home. And, you know, that kind of – I think that's kind of cool. Now, traditionally, these smart things aren't so smart, but – that's something I've I saw seen. somebody's picture. And I, I couldn't figure out what they were talking about. I can't remember who it was now, but but I, I think the, is the phone also now a widget? Because I think somebody said this is the end of the iPhone as a phone. It's not a phone anymore. The phone's just a just a feature. <laughs> is, is the phone a widget? What do you mean? Oh, is was that the, his point? What is the phone as a widget? I, I saw a little tiny thing. You know, somebody calling. It was only part of the screen. That's just somebody's uh, take. Hot take. I mean, okay, so no, I'll the phone it. is not a widget. But there are widgets on the iPhone. The iPhone historically. You don't know this, Jeff, because you live in the blissful bath of Android mm -hmm. wonderfulness. Has only been a grid of icons. Mm. And since 2007, the, they added oh. a few years later the ability you to put, put things in folders. 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 They added folders. <laughs> like that was like, oh, look at this. We got folders. They've historically always had one thing I hate that Android solved years ago. Every program can have exactly one icon. So you can't have... Uh, an I as shortcuts. You can't have an icon in a folder and the same program it's on the so desktop. Apple. It's you so Apple. You will do it this way. It's so Apple. <laughs> the other thing that they've changed, they did not announce uh, on stage, but they've announced it, is you're finally going to be able to use somebody else's browser and email program as the default. That's huge. That's something Android's always let you do. Let us be clear here that Android is less... Um, antitrusty than Apple. Oh, I know what you mean when you say phone is a widget. Yeah, yes. it's just a little thing. When a phone call, on another right. dumb thing that Apple does, <laughs> when the phone rings, the whole screen turns into that one little phone thing. It's Oh, no, that's right. So now yeah, it's going to just be a little widget so you don't that's lose what I'm and you can swipe it out. You know, it's the same thing Siri's going to change too. See, watch, when I do Siri, it the whole screen that, right? goes dark. <laughs> Like, come on, Siri, I don't, you know, this is dumb. I, I can't see my icons. I can't see anything. The whole thing is now a giant Siri thing. That's going to change, too. It'll be just and a it's little icon. it's listening to you right now, and it's not happy. Yeah, let's see what she says. Just a moment. 
you can adjust many of the vision settings. Yeah, but not that one, you dope. <laughs> <laughs> not until I get What, what accent is that? Uh, I think it's South African. Oh, okay. I change it all the time. I want different people to come out of my phone. <laughs> I hope that sometimes some of them will be smarter than the original. So that'll be just that glowing icon that is currently like that's is that really what you want when you use Siri for a search is the whole phone screen is taken up or so there's a few but that's refinements. Apple that's always refined. does that. It's mm-hmm. bit by bit, and um, I'm glad that makes it close. Honestly, widgets were the main reason I, I, I switched over to Android. and I mean, I still use an iPhone, but yeah, yeah, yeah. widgets I are love big. my widgets. I love widgets. Man, my, you know, my Pixel 4, it's all about the widgets. I got a big old widget taking up half the... There's only two <laughs> rows of icons there, and it, and my audio screen is is has no icon. Well, there's a few icons. It's all widgets. Right. And, that's how it is with me. Yeah, that's what widgets are good for. You can see what the song is. You can pause it, go to the next one. You don't have to open an app to do it. It's right there. Right there. That's how how it should be. Anyway, Apple's going to do that. We'll see. It. You know, it, they didn't steal it from Android. They looked over their they looked over the fence in their yard and they said, "Oh, that's a nice barbecue. I want that." Five years. And I later, think that's totally years, fine. Took them, yes, I think that's totally fine. Of course it is. Uh, of course it is because that's what we want. In fact, I'll tell you what my biggest fear about what Apple's doing, and then we'll take a break. My biggest fear is that Apple, this is a weird fear, is going to be so compelling. And the Apple ecosystem now is going to be so rich, starting with the watch, the phone, the tablet, the laptop, the desktop, the TV, that you'll never want to leave that warm Apple bath. And all of a sudden, for a lot of us, maybe half the world will be a monoculture, and that's not good for computing. Now, are you putting this along the lines of what Mr. Alex Lindsay was alluding to in his office hours the other morning? Was Apple is inching closer and closer to antitrust? He wouldn't elaborate, but he did say that. He was the one defending Apple's uh, stance in the App Store. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not so... He said, look, Apple's made a beautiful store, a beautiful product, and it's completely fair for them to charge 30% if you want to be in it. That's just the mm-hmm. rules of the road. You don't like it? Go to Android. Yeah, go somewhere else. Yeah. That's yeah. completely reasonable. On the other hand, in some cases anyway, it's rent-seeking. It's rent-taking because you're not doing anything. You know, Netflix, uh, you know, is doing all the work. You're just letting them be on your platform and you're going to charge them for that. So I have a mixed feelings about it. I'm actually, my pick of the week this week is that new email program so that you can look at it and see if it's something you want to want to try. Hey.com. I finally got my invite and I will show you that. Mm. New, it's a new take on email. It's the one that Apple said, no, you can't be in the app store unless you give us, you have to right. put sign up in your app and you have to give us 30% of that. And, <laughs> and Hey was very upset. David Hennemeyer Hansen, who wrote Ruby on Rails, and wrote this new app with Jason Fried, said, no, Apple's monopolistic. They're in trouble. There's a class action suit going on. They're being investigated mm. by the EU for two things. One of them is that. Um, so, And Apple made some concessions this week. This is not the Apple show, but I'll tell you anyway. They're going to, uh, they're going to give, create an appeal process for developers who aren't happy about being prevented from being in the store. Mm. Let's take a break, and then we come back. Google stuff. I don't know 
if any of these is that interesting. I've got I've got something. Like this. <laughs> okay, I've got I've got. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm gonna it's a Benedict Evans piece that I think. I is very love good, Benedict so. Evans. We talk about him all oh, the time. All right. Yep, so yep. So I'll do a Benedict something. Evans a Benedict Evans coming up on Zoom. On Zoom. What follows Zoom? Oh man, now you ruined it. <laughs> the sad story of Zoom, which is just raking it in right now. Yeah. Our show today is brought to you by Roman. Roman is an awesome online clinic. Think of it as a clinic, a digital health clinic for men that lets you connect with a doctor licensed in your state for all sorts of, you know, they talk about female troubles, but we men, we got male troubles. We got male troubles. We do. Oh, let me tell you. Jeff knows. (laughs) I got them all. Yeah. I got the hair. I got the hair. They do have, uh, I know you had prostate issues. They have uh, vitamins for prostate health, bone health. I'm actually taking their testosterone. It's not actual testosterone. I don't want to do that. I want to go there. But but it's uh, supplements, vitamin supplements that help with that. Uh, Of course, the big problem men have is erectile dysfunction. But it's something nobody wants to, nobody talks about this. Nobody wants to admit it. It's embarrassing. And often a lot of guys, this is how we're trained as kids. Uh, you're an athlete, and you know if you got if the mm-hmm. ball hit you in little league, smacked mm-hmm. you on the thigh, and your eyes are watering, the coach, what's the coach say? Off. The coach says, "Don't rub it. Yeah, walk it off. It off. It There's you're no fine. crying in baseball. That's right. You're taught that from a very young age. Rub some dirt in it. It'll rub some dirt on it. <laughs> <laughs> that is not good advice, but it teaches us as men to to kind of you know and just say, "I'm going to tough it out." You know, I don't need That's to go true. to the doctor. It, it's one of the reasons those of us who are lucky enough to have a significant other are healthier because <laughs> you've heard it, Anne, <laughs> I'm pay sure. Attention. Go to the doctor for crying out loud. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so, but, you know, we don't like to. So that's why Roman's fantastic. The story of Roman is great. I've told this before. You might have seen it on TV. It's founded by a young guy. His dad was a doctor, and the young guy was having erectile dysfunction. Fortunately, instead of just ignoring it, as most guys would do, his dad's a doctor. He said, Dad, can I talk to you? And I'm sure it was, he was bright red, very embarrassing. But his dad knew that's often a sign of other underlying conditions. Got him checked up. Thank goodness his dad was a doctor and he wasn't too embarrassed to talk to him. And that was really the impetus for founding Roman. Anyone who's dealt with ED knows it's, it's awkward to talk about it in person, even to a doctor. But there is a great way to get the treatment you need without leaving the couch. Perfect time. We're not leaving the house anyway. Friends at Roman have built, have spent years doing this, a digital platform. And their plan is to really go just to make it be an entire digital clinic for men. You'll be connected with a doctor licensed in your state without leaving your house. Discreet professional care. Genuine prescription medication. Or over-the-counter treatments. They have a bunch of those, too. Delivered in unmarked packaging, helps you with your sexual health, hair and skin, dandruff, eczema, daily health, prostate health, bone health. Uh, They've got it all. And there are other problems guys uh, have that they don't want to talk about. Roman's got solutions for those, too. Look, we don't have to talk about it. I know it's already embarrassing people. Visit hey, get cholesterol, well. Mr. Laporte. Cholesterol. It's a good one, They even right? have, they have, they have a, a, a vitamin for that. Are you good taking that? Good old fish oil. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
They have some really good supplement packages. I really like them. Go to GetRoman.com slash Twig. I asked them, yes, they do have the generics for ED, which will save you a lot of money. The brand names were very expensive. The generics are very inexpensive. So you don't, you don't even have to you know, suffer because you can't afford it. You go to GetRoman.com slash Twig. You complete a free online visit. You'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. It's telemedicine. If the doctor decides the treatment's right for you, your medication can be shipped to your door with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or you want to adjust your treatment plan. They're really good. I just They're nice. They're helpful. I love them. No commitments, of course. You can cancel at any time. Don't, you know, I, I don't know how to say this in any other way, but just stop the suffering. You can do this. Let Roman be your source of wellness. Get Roman.com slash twig for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. See, they're nice doctors. They're nice. They're nice people. Get Roman.com slash twig. Free online visit, free two-day shipping. Don't put it off. Get Roman. All right. All right, so before First we do the benefit, I'll give you something. Oh, so go ahead. Who Maybe is something relevant to that commercial? Oh, go ahead, please. So I'm, I'm wandering through. Every once in a while, I go and look at all the German papers and struggle with my German, but just to see what's going on there. And I go to Der Spiegel, which is the you know beyond Time magazine of Germany. It's the, and they have a youth magazine called Bento. So I oh okay, I click on Bento, and there is a is a um, e-commerce page. So it's editorial. It's like it's like. Um, uh, uh, a wire cutter. Um, so Der Spiegel is selling sex toys. <laughs> what? Hmm. Uh, I was just a guy. Germany right? is so Germans different. It's very German. Yeah, they probably have pictures. We, we are so yeah, we're very prudish, um, prudish here, yeah. and they just are not. The French have naked women on their money. <laughs> I mean, we don't. You, know? <laughs> uh, you can't breastfeed on Facebook. That's just the way it is. It's life in the. There's America. things I'd never heard of here. I don't. I don't know what a tenga masturbator egg is. I don't know what it is. I'll fill you in later, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> I'll explain later. And Actually, there's also a. I'll, I'll be. I'll, I'll be careful here. But there's a um, a kit wherein you can um, clone your private part. What? Oh, I get it. Yeah. 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 There used to be um, a group of uh, rock and roll groupies called the Plastercasters. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Cast. I'll let your imagination run. Right, so I'll get off of this. I'll get off of this. But we Americans just oh, no. are, are. And I think too- we should be sex positive. We glorify in violence. Mm-hmm. You could take a 10-year-old to see a violent movie, but if there's a, if there's a bare breast on the 10-year-old knows a lot more about bare breasts than violence. This is true. <laughs> It's like I never, this day I've never understood sure. that. I've never understood that. Sexuality is a wonderful thing. There's no reason yes. to sh- hide and cower in the corner in the shame. And I think a lot of that shame. But you know, this is this country was originally very puritanical. New England was founded by you know religious mm-hmm. uh, Puritans, and um, yep. I think that just stuck with us. It did. It did. So anyway, that was that. Stacy, you were going to ask. You can only say that when Stacy's not. Stacy's not here. Yes. <laughs> Because not no, Stacy's just afraid of of where you're going to go. Well, she knows where I'm going to go. That's why she should be afraid. I don't blame her one cotton picking bit. I have no, no. filter at all. 
She's going to slap you next time she sees you. And you know what? And I'm sure you've experienced this too, Jeff. As you get older, this is this is on. You're on your way. As you get older, your filter dissolves completely. Yeah. It's yeah. like I got nothing to lose. Who cares? Right. I'm going to talk. I'm gonna, <laughs> somebody needs to say it. People, people. You know, we have advertisers like Get Roman uh, on the on the network. Uh, Manscaped was another one. Right. Where people go, how mm-hmm. could you talk about that? What do you mean? It's what it's there. Do you have one or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We all got them. So, yeah, I don't, I honestly, I feel like maybe it's age. And you probably don't have much filter either, I'm guessing. You're pretty polite. No, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty much polite, a, no, what you see, what you get. Yeah. Pretty black and white, not much yeah. gray area with yeah. me. Yeah, I feel. I always feel like you're very honest. Like, you, you know, if you say it, it's yeah. true. You don't have a lot of, you know, uh, agen- hidden agendas or anything like that. Nope, no. not at all. I love. Th- I think that's why we love you. I think honestly, as Mister Howell has said to me, man, you wear your emotions on your sleeve. Well, that's true. Yeah, but that's what <laughs> makes you. That's what makes anybody. I think. You authentic. <laughs> authentic and lovable. I think that's so important. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you were going to ask something, Leo. Benedict Cumberbatch. He's one of my favorites. What did he write? <laughs> Love him. Uh, Benedict Sherlock Evans. Holmes. Oh, Evans. Oh, I don't know. Ex of um, uh, Ed Reeson Horowitz. Yes. Uh, analyst, I think, is great. So he wrote a piece. What comes after Zoom? This is a hysterical graph from 1994. 94. Wow. Describe what the is worldwide the picture phone equipment sales in 1994. <laughs> are there are is that is that millions after that number? <laughs> no, that's just thousands. <laughs> um, wow! In, in 1994, group conferencing systems under well under fifty thousand uh, analog video phones. Actually, I'm actually surprised to see that in 1994, maybe fifty thousand. There was actually a little bump in 93. That's probably because of AT&T pushing. Remember that stupid picture phone? Yeah. Uh, picture tell. Sales of group video conferencing by the world's six largest manufacturers. First half of 1994. Picture tell sold 2,885. <laughs> Hitachi sold 315. Not millions, not thousands. 315. <laughs> and they still had 5% of the market. So wow. clearly, picture phones. And but I, what is really hysterical about this is the projection. They thought by right. 1999 there'd be half a million PC-based video phones by 1999. That might be true. I mean, we had the ZD TV Netcam network. Remember, we were handing out picture phones to people around '98, so that we could, you know, we called them, you know, what do we call them, Netcams, so we could see them. They didn't work very well. Anyway, we've come a long way since 1994. So, so Benedict, as is his one, he you know sucks his thumb and comes up with smart things to say, and he's trying to figure out what comes after a Zoom. And he looks and he, and he said that um, you either had in, in in these calls, you either had to have something that was um, URL based or phone number based, right? Yep. He said that's why that's why uh, by Google has two. Meet is URL based. Duo is people based. Okay, and and okay. Zoom came along, and they went one step further. Um, the they took the friction out, and you don't need an account, an app, or a social graph to use it. 
Whereas Zoom made network effects irrelevant, but says oh, Ben, interesting. that means Zoom doesn't have those network effects either. It grew by removing defensibility. It's just, it's just a perfect Ben Evans kind of analysis I hadn't thought of, which I which I like. Hmm. Um, He's he. So, and this explains a lot because, and I even asked this question: Why not Skype? Why not uh, right. any one of a dozen other programs that were ever you know there before Zoom even? You had to have the app, um, and and it kind of it kind of it, it, it was in cold storage really in Microsoft's hands I think for a long time. Yeah. Um, so so then he asked what comes next, and he's just saying that um, you know it, or it go, he goes back to uh, is it Dropbox that Drew Houston yes, said when, when he started. Yeah. Um, everybody said well there's a there's a million of these things. And he said yeah do you use them? So you know he made the best thing and same with Skype there was there was VoIP. But Skype made it good. So now Zoom comes along. But what he thinks, I think, and I, I agree with this, is what's the social purpose of it? They're not really asking why are you here and what do you want to do? And there's a few new things coming out that are more for events. But I think that this whole notion of talking this way, I, I find a phone call now so, ever since the lockdown, a phone call is just antiquated as it hell to me. It does feel old-fashioned. The oh, sound yeah? is scratchy. You feel like you're oh, talking yeah. to grandma in 1932 I, I, i'm missing really? something why am i doing this i'm so zoomed uh, really you, you like uh, phone calls Ann? are you a phone call guy oh no i hate the telephone oh, <laughs> i can't stand okay. a telephone but what i've been hearing since this this shelter in place stuff is people are appreciative of phone calls because it's been so much of a text culture you know yeah but i think that that's been i mean honestly whenever possible i do a video phone call yeah, I do too. Yeah, that, yeah, there's that too. Um, but there are times when my phone will ring and I'm like, what was that sound? Oh, it's uh -huh. a ringer. It's spam. You know? That's what it is. <laughs> That's <laughs> part of the spam. problem, right, is the only people who use phones anymore are spammers. Spam. What, I haven't yeah. called my mom on a phone call in many years, but I FaceTime her. And if I yeah. tried to phone call her, she said, no, no, where's the picture? I want FaceTime. And she's yeah, 87. And, see, and on the other hand, with me... We do hang out uh, every now and then with my mother, but most of the time uh, it's it's just easier for me to do a phone call. I call my mom a, on a certain day of the week kind of thing and because I know she's going 200 mile an hour doing whatever it is she's doing. And the last thing she wants to do is stare at the video chat, you know, <laughs> so. Really? That's interesting. So she'll talk to you while she's doing other stuff. So that's why she prefers the Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, you do have to. I mean, I've done with my mom. I've uh, phoned her up while I'm cooking. You should try this video call while we're cooking and put her there. So she's like she's she's like leaning on the counter while I'm cooking. She right. loves that. Right. And no, I love that. Like, I, I got stuff to do, boy. Yeah. <laughs> she should put you on the counter while she's while she she like, I got some stuff chicken. to do. I never hurry did up get and say what that, you got to say. Mom's fried chicken. I want some of that fried chicken. She's famous for a fried chicken. Uh, so this goes back to our first discussion too, which is which is what comes next. So so Ben talks about Snap, and mm -hmm. he said there were lots of ways that you could send images to people, but Snap was the one that came along. So why do you have to press the camera button? The app opens in the camera, and why are you saving your messages? Isn't that like saving all your phone calls? Fundamentally, Snap asked, why exactly are you saying the picture? Right. What's the underlying social purpose? You're not really sending someone a sheet of pixels. You're communicating. 
So I just think that I just I looked this up because it was reminded us of our of our first conversation today. Of there baby steps towards something new that we haven't thought of. I still think that's out there. I think it's still early days. We'll see. It's so funny because uh, the science fiction future was video calls. Yeah. When did two thousand one? A Space Odyssey came out. I think it was 77. I remember going to the World's Fair. Pretty close to that. In 64, right? Yeah, exactly. I was there. Me too. I was a little nipper. We were kids. Um, And we saw the first AT&T picture phone. And we thought, oh, that's the future. And it didn't happen. And I thought it was. And then I was me and my big brain. I'm thinking seriously about why. And I thought, well, nobody wants to be on camera because you'd have to put on clothes and makeup. And it would just be, it's just so much easier to do voice only. And I think that that was true until March. And I I think it changed. And I don't think we're going to go back. I think we're all kind of used to seeing each other now. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Um, Uh, Yeah. And it's not, we're dragging Ant into this future. He doesn't want to go. It's because of mom. I'm a text guy, you know, just. Well, I prefer text too, honestly, because it's asynchronous. It's not nearly as involving, but you can't call, you can't text your mother. Oh, yes, we do. All the time. But you still have to make that She prefers text too. Oh, I wish my mom did. Actually, I text my mom a lot. We have lots of conversations. She prefers text too. Mostly our conversations are FaceTime. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Not now, honey. Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) I just woke up. You want to FaceTime? Nothing. Mm. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Oh, I'm up now. You want to FaceTime? Nothing. Nothing. No, I swear to God. It's, it, it's all about scheduling the FaceTime call more than anything else. But yeah, we do exchange mom, stuff. She does not like the telephone, you know, because yeah, she's in, in sales. So she's always on the phone. Oh, that's why. Yeah. You oh. know? That's different. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in IT support years and years ago, so I was always listening yeah, to a dad like on the phone. You probably have a so, nice headset. And... No, because no? back this, then I didn't. This is the hard <laughs> thing for me is holding something to my ear for more than a minute or two. I just don't like. Yeah, it. after a while it gets tiring, even with my biceps. Give me a headset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Humble brag. The headset. Oh, oh you caught that? Biceps. I'm sorry. You Even know, with a, my he, biceps, that could, not that a could have a 500-pound phone, and I wouldn't tire at all. Even with my biceps, Ant. My little noodle arms. Even hey. I can't hold the phone for very long. It's not bragging if it's true, dadgummit. Um... Yeah, I think a good headset does make a difference. And it is true mm-hmm. that with a picture phone, you are tied down. You have to be in front of that camera. Although I will, I'll pick it up and I'll go outside. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other thing that's really nice is if it's on your phone as opposed to your computer, you can show people stuff. Right. So, and, I, and I've had moments of doing, doing that with my family back east. Uh, but most of them, they struggle with that stuff. They, they, can't see or their signal's bad and it's just i gotta push what or no, yeah so, that's annoying whatever. yeah just let it go <laughs> well we we are in a new world so benedict asks what's the next thing right he doesn't have the answer he said it's going to be some somebody's going to understand your purpose what's the snap or snapchat of, to, right, of zooming? zoom what's, yeah. what's twitter the, twitter no that's backwards no, Twitter. Twitter would be the next step since they're doing well, audio, do audio now, right? right? I still haven't gotten right? that. 
Yeah, and they got a lot gotten... of grief for being not accessible. Oh. Uh, they but, didn't come but, out with captioning. Well, I was going to say, do you think that's like version 1.1? I mean, that's they what they to tried to say. They it. probably would have been smarter to say, this is just a test. We'll be adding captioning as soon as we can, but let's see how people like it. If you had an they Android phone, it would, caption it. Of it. it would caption it automatically if you had an Android phone. I mean, that's even true. YouTube struggled with that stuff in the beginning. It's just... Yeah. It's a lot of work involved on that. Yep. Got to be accessible, though. Yeah. But you got to think about you it. Do. You got to at least uh, pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just saw somebody, you know, the, the sensitivity is is quite proper. You know, the, the disabled in the country. Um, so somebody, there's somebody put up um, a, uh, uh, let's see, I think it was his name, Stephen Spahn, S-P-O-H-N, um, said that the ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act, is designed for people like he is who have disabilities. Um, mm -hmm. But people are now making these cards claiming a disability for uh, as as their legal right not to wear a mask. <sighs> oh boy, you s almost cussed. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Good grief, man. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's a new world order. That's all it is. <laughs> it's a it's a new world disorder, and jeez, people That's... don't care about each other. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, I got a, uh, I got an email from a guy saying I'm an idiot for recommending masks. He says masks don't work. He said next time you think poorly of the guy next to you not wearing a mask, maybe he's smarter than you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you don't like masks, you're really going to hate that ventilator when they put ventilator. It. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Mr. Laporte, the mask has nothing to do with him being smarter than you. I mean, it is. <laughs> it, it is. is. It is what it is. <laughs> I know. I look dumber. <laughs> Pixel 4a, so uh, conflicting stories. The last rumor I heard was that the Pixel 4a, which is the low-priced version of Google's flagship phone, and by the way, the 3a people really loved, although it turns mm -hmm. out it did not sell as well as the 3. I thought it, I thought it did, but it didn't. I well, thought it did too, really? So much cheaper. Yeah, one would have thought. Maybe I misread that. I'll have to go back and look at those numbers. 4a, we... I think John Prosser said it's not going to be out till the fall. Google's now just putting it off, putting off. I think the plan had COVID not intervened was to uh, introduce it at Google I.O. last month. Mm -hmm. Didn't happen in May. Didn't happen, well, we're halfway through June. Um, a little more, actually, three quarters of the way through June. The rumor was July, and then Prosser said not till September. Now we think it might be July again. Two different French retailers posted listings for Pixel 4As. Uh, Ordi Media and A-Stock or A-Stock.fr. Choices of blue or black, one storage option, 128 gigabytes. Both retailers give a street date of early July. Former says July 7th. The latter says 8 to 12 working days, which is roughly July 7th. So, again, I have to, I guess, tell people don't delay. I mean, I do delay. Don't not. What? What do you want me to do? Don't, huh? don't not. Huh? Do, don't not what? do it. Don't, what should I don't not do? Don't do it if you're done. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 don't buy a Pixel 4 today when you could buy a Pixel 4A. Don't not do that? On Tuesday. Right. Right. Uh, second Tuesday of next week. Or something. Yes. I will gladly pay you Tuesday. For there Pixel you go. 4A today. <laughs> was that wimpy? Wimpy. That was wimpy. Very good. I thought you'd be too young for that. 
I'm shocked. Oh, I watched. I watched Popeye. This is the moment when Stacy looks at us like we're both insane. Is that, yeah, and then calls you us old. Somebody who's been around. Is that where yeah. you got the inspiration for your biceps? You know, actually, so I, I understand. Actually, actually, it's because of Ant's exercise in his biceps. He's actually 70 years old. He eats spinach. He's just in <laughs> such good shape, and he eats his spinach. When I eat my spinach, the cooks are all finished. <laughs> Um, okay, there's uh, that's good. We got we got a lot of juice uh, out of that week story. Four A <laughs> versus the three XL. Oh, that's a good question. No, so I don't want to get to a smaller phone. I like my XL. Mm-hmm. You have now. Wasn't the four in in everyone's hands last year around October, in November? Seems like I remember the one that Uncle Leo got me. Last year was right around oh, that, that time because I was yeah. at Adobe Max. It was. It was. I think you're right, yeah. They wait. So the 3A XL has a six-inch screen. Yeah. The 4A is how big? They don't they, – no one knows. No one knows. Oh. It's not out 5. yet. 5.81. Well, here – wait wonderful. a minute. Here's a – from Android Authority. Everything we know so far about the Pixel 4A. Uh, name and release date – uh, I don't think we're going to get all those three colors or those two colors. I don't know. Oh, the French uh, won't. French, the French won't. Maybe the French won't. Uh, does it say anything? Do I see? Here's the design. Uh, uh, it looks like a pared down Pixel 4. In other words, roughly the same size without the camera bump, maybe. Um, is it just a less expensive for... Probably the same size. I don't know. Was the three eight the same size Google as the three? Says it's five point eight one inches. Okay, so it's big. Ooh, That's okay. headphone jack, headphone jack yes. alert! Wow, the here's people. Here's a them. here's a Spanish language YouTube review of the Pixel Four A. What? <laughs> no, come on, man. Just just like the last three phones from Google. So I do want to correct myself. The three eight. I think did sell very well. In fact, uh, arguably oh. sold better than the three. Yeah, oh, that's okay. what I thought. Last year, I was completely mistaken. Last year had record sales for the Pixel, 7.2 million, the best year yet for the Pixel line. Uh, nothing like Samsung or Apple, but still. And according to Android Authority, very likely the sales of the 3A make up the bulk of that 7.2 million units. So I apologize. I was, I we're was, still holding out for a new Chromebook. I mean, I'm, th- I'm thinking about the Acer thinking about that, but the fan is throwing me off. So I'm just hoping Google has a new well, one. The Asus I, I is also nice. The Asus yes. from last year was very nice. So that's another good one. You need, you feel like you need power, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's and no fans. Machines. No oh, fans. Yeah. That's an interesting combination. No yeah. Oh, so we need to put up So is is Apple finally going to get a touchscreen? No. No. Why would you say that? They have an iPad. That's what you need. Because they're going to run apps on the no. Well, no. Apparently, uh, they didn't mention that unknown. But I oh, think okay. they're pretty dogmatic that that's what really distinguishes ultimately a iOS device, an iPad OS device, from a Mac Jeez. OS device, is the touchscreen. I run, every time my wife asks me to do something on her machine, I, I, I start reaching for the screen and realize, no, I can't do that here. Yeah. Yeah. Once I, you get used to it, it is kind of like something you expect with computing device. Although, yeah, 
I don't miss the screen. I don't have a touch screen on most of my Linux computers, and I don't miss that. I, don't, I can live without that. Well, that's, that's you're, you're an old school guy, though. Yeah, you I am old you're an old school, school I'm guy. Command line, I know. Right. So you never really think about touching the screen. Second who needs screen, a mouse? Right? What is this? What is this <laughs> dang is this mouse, mouse though? It just they gets ruined in my computers way. when they brought these pointy things. <laughs> um, command line's all you need. I'm going to use Pine for my email and be happy with it. Story in the Daily Beast about what uh, our friend Sergey Brin has been up to since he retired. Oh. He, this is actually really cool. He runs a secret disaster relief squad called the Global Support and Development. It's made up of ex-military and Brin's former bodyguards, entirely funded by Brin to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars. They swoop in... When trouble strikes, when Hurricane Dorian hit the Bahamas last September, uh, shortly after the storm died down, long before Bahamian government aid arrived, Sergey Brin arrived on a high-speed super yacht. Oh, man. <laughs> God, how did we not know this? Oh, man. Access crews set to work clearing roads with saw- chainsaws so survivors could find their way to the team's medical staff. Their doctor and paramedics triaged or treated nearly one in ten of the island's population. Their marine specialists used sonar systems to survey the seafloor for hazards. If this is a move, isn't a movie? I don't know what is. While their aviation experts set up an air traffic control system at Abaco's damaged airport, which allowed over eleven hundred civilians. No, this isn't a movie. This isn't a movie. This is a is a, is a weekly series. Oh this is my never God. a dull moment around Join that name, right? the global support and development team as they sail their super yacht to yes, trouble. Exactly. It's Hawaii Five O and the Six Million Dollar Man and <laughs> Wonder Woman, and <laughs> they've been doing this. I don't for know what five else. years. Wow. Who knew? And by the way, if you've been thinking you want to ride on the gigantic new airship uh-huh, that Sergey uh-huh, has just uh-huh. launched, yeah. Yeah, please. You'll be glad to know employees get catered lunches, free gyms, and on-site massages. Really? <laughs> yes. That's all? <laughs> well, I think they get paid. I bet they get paid. Uh, <laughs> what the what? Dragonfly is the name of this uh, super yacht. It's an $80 million 15-cabin super yacht uh, that swoops in when trouble arrives this is so wild of course you know if you're a billionaire and you're not doing stuff like this you're really missing the boat here's your opportunity to become you know a a movie superhero dragonfly has a doctor and five paramedics on board it actually started kind of impromptu in uh, 2015 when uh, cyclone pam pounded vanuatu Dragonfly was nearby, so Sergey said, let's go on over and see what we could do to help out. Um, actually, I don't, I don't think Sergey was on there, but his captain, Mike Gregory, uh, contacted Sergey, said, can we, let's, can we go over there? And they, they did. It, he is, Sergey Brin is the charity's sole donor, they, he grabbed a number of Air Force pararescue guys I'd been affiliated with, with from the security world and a couple of corpsmen out of the Navy SEAL teams. 
Dawson said in his speech. We raided every Home Depot and pharmacy we could find, and on about 18 hours' notice, we launched. Making landfall at remote islands north of Vanuatu's capital, Port Vila, Dragonfly reportedly moved 62 metric tons of fresh water ashore, treated over 250 patients, facilitated three medical evacuations, and built shelters in multiple villages. What the hell? This was five years ago. We didn't even know. When other aid How groups, did we not know this? When I'm other serious. aid wow. groups started to arrive, Dawson's team patted themselves on the back and returned to the United States. But no rest for the weary. About two weeks later, a large earthquake hit Kathmandu. <laughs> Dawson said he got a phone call from his boss. Sergey called me up and he said, are you guys ready to go? We're going to Kathmandu. In 2016, they responded to... A powerful 7.8 earthquake in Ecuador, Hurricane Matthew in the Bahamas, Hurricane Irma in 2017 in the Turks and Caicos Islands. <laughs> At the end of 2018, following deployments to a volcanic emergency in Vanuatu, a drone mission to Haiti, and another storm in Pacific, Bryn finally set up GSD as a nonprofit charity. He has sole responsibility for the board of directors, is the sole donor. Eric Powell, another of Bryn's former security staff, was chosen chosen to join Dawson as a director. It now has 20 full-time staff, most of whom have medical training, another 100 contractors. Dawson noted that Special Forces veterans, this is a story from the Daily Beast, comprising about a quarter of GSD's workers, are very good at living unsupported, establishing communications and problem-solving. And they have biceps like ants. <laughs> It's called, I'm going to call it Bryn Team let me, 6. Let me get that tree out of the way for you. Yeah, hold, hold one minute. <laughs> GSD declined to comment on the record for this story and attempts to reach Bryn personally were unsuccessful. They're, they're so, they're not even, we don't want any coverage. We got nothing to say. Wow. You want? I can see why people are mad, of a, mad at us for not talking about Google. Something like this has been out there for five years. We Shame didn't even on know. us. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't. Try, I don't nuts. even see a picture of the boat. I want to see. Wait a minute. Let me search. It probably I could Google it. Super yacht <laughs> dragonfly. <laughs> I want a picture. Oh, it's what? It's the world's fastest super yacht. Is there a picture? Yeah. Man, that's pretty. That Seventy-three is meters. Oh wow. Currently unavailable for hire, but it, it went at, at a, so one time it was, but it was uh, $773,000 Australian a week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's pretty. Where's the helicopter? Bucks. I don't see a helicopter in the deck, though. They need a helicopter in the deck. Well, so good for Sergey, right? Sergey always wow. had that. He always wanted to be Iron Man. Yeah. He always wanted to do Clearly. That. Wow, it was built. So is he? Is he? Has he really left the company, or does he still have a no, play? Apparently, around sailing around in Dragonfly. Around. Wow. Let's see where Dragonfly is now. I bet. I wonder if there's. Can, a- he, can he solve COVID for us? They're working on it. Apparently, that's also part of the deal. They're they're working on it. So, <laughs> I've been watching. <laughs> this kind of resonates for me because I've been binging the world's weirdest reality show called below decks it's about the cabin the crew and the and the and the and the guests on a super yachts they rent 
at these super yachts. And shenanigans ensue, but I doubt there's shenanigans going on on Dragonfly. This is a nice boat. Man. And, you, and I just love the idea that it's loaded wow. with Navy SEALs. <laughs> All these guys with beards sitting that around clout. saying, Yeah, I once lived on worms for four months. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> A little chewy. Uh, wow. I, that's, I, I didn't even... Thank you, Karsten, for finding this story. Did, did you find this, Karsten? That's just wild. Or was it the chat room? I never even heard about that. I, 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 I was going to ask if it was April. Yeah, it sounds like it was like one of them. Hey, let's take a break. Okay, we got more. Nothing as good as that, though. Frankly, you should just give up now. I found something in my archives <laughs> that you'll enjoy. Even better. And Aunt, it's I found your that. Turn. Something, something you can wait for. It's your yes. turn to pick something, Ant. Okay, coming right. up. I, First I a you. word from LastPass. Here we are in the beautiful LastPass studios. Thank you, LastPass. Frankly, I... I think we owe a lot to LastPass for being on the air this year. They really have been great supporters. We've done a couple of LastPass events. Another one's coming up in the fall. Not sure yet. We don't know how that's going to turn out. It'll probably be virtual. And, and we have some ideas for what we might do. LastPass, you've heard me talk about for years. Literally at 10 years now. Because it was, I discovered it was my password manager for all that time. It's where I store passwords and the reason you need a password manager is because if you reuse passwords or you use easy to guess passwords you're going to get hacked you're just going to get hacked but lastpass generates long strong completely unmemorable passwords and then stores them securely for you so they're always available it autofills it works on android ios mac windows linux on every browser known you go to a site it fills in the password for you it's awesome but you should know a few things about LastPass. For instance, they don't know the password. Only you can decrypt your password vault. And it's only decrypted on your devices. Before it's sent up to LastPass so that it can be sent to all your devices, it's encrypted and sent up there. They don't have access to it. They don't have the password. Only you do. That's really important. They're using AES-256, the strongest encryption made, to make sure that your stuff is completely safe. It is, it is best practices all around. And they didn't just rest. They could have been the best password manager in the world, but they didn't rest on their laurels. Now LastPass Enterprise does even more to make it easier for your employees and more secure for you, even if your employees are working out of the house. And a lot of them are now. They're not here at the office anymore. They're not protected by IT. LastPass, if you're not using it, don't worry. It can be deployed quickly. In the midst of any crisis, to ensure your business keeps running smoothly, every employee login is secure. They, of course, have the password management, but there's more single sign-on, 1,200-plus single sign-on apps. That means you just say yes on your phone and you're in. That's more secure and more convenient. I always thought you couldn't have both, but you can with LastPass. And IT always has insight into who has access to what and where they're calling from. That's important. They've added multi-factor authentication, not just biometrics like fingerprint or face, they also use contextual factors, things like your geolocation and IP address, to make sure that whoever's using your bank accounts and your databases and your, your servers and your websites, that's those are the people that ought to be and no one else. They even make it better for employees because it's easier to share passwords. If you have employees working from home, they have other employees who need access to a resource, they can share it securely in LastPass. You don't have to do a post-it note or a phone call. It's, it's just taken care of. LastPass protects while providing a seamless workflow for your employees and 
complete oversight of shadow IT and enforceable policies for your IT department. You get the best of both worlds. Whether it's password management, single sign-on, multi-factor authentication, LastPass Enterprise is right for every business. We use it at Twit. So glad we are. Now that our employees are using it at home, you ought to be too. LastPass, it's the way to make remote work simple and secure. Visit lastpass.com slash twit. Find out how they can help your business stay productive and secure no matter what. Lastpass.com slash twit. Ant, what should we talk about? Amazon's $2 billion climate change fund? Oh, Good. Amazon's killing another uh, device. Remember, they uh, they killed the look that Denise Howell uses to take pictures of every outfit she wears every day. I have this. The dash. And they killed the, uh, they killed the, the, the dash things themselves, right? Yeah, the dash buttons are gone. But this was the yep. dash one. You could scan. How often did you use it, Leo? Never. It's, ha- it's actually magnetically <laughs> glued to my microwave. It's never been down. It, it was it was expensive and it didn't do anything. It had a little speaker in it. You would scan something and it was like, <laughs> it was like completely. That's peanut butter. Thank you. It literally it sounded just like that. Popcorn. <laughs> I'll bring it in because it's not going to work in about a month july 21st and then, it, then it went up in your wish list i've never seen or, one of those oh I'll i've bring never it seen it it bring sounds it like stuff. it sneezed into your you know, t- into your speaker it was the wor- it was like a speaker this big <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know what it said it was the it was the q cat of commerce it was the q cat <laughs> nobody's going to going to take a picture what of this can heck? or type this in or search for this we're going to let them scan it it was the QCAT. <laughs> oh, God. I can't believe it. I bought, you know, I bought a lot of crap. That's why, Aunt, you know about it. Oh, I have my, you. this is going to go in Leo's garage sale next time. I look forward to the garage sale. <laughs> <laughs> about every six months, I pile all the crap that I impulsively and stupidly bought for the last six months on a conference room table, and all the employees come in and go through it. The thing is, this stuff is getting better and better over the I, years It is. Now. It's true, isn't it? <laughs> Not not this dash wand. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it was, so it, was it Bane in the dash wand? <laughs> it was just this, it was such a little speaker. You knew it was saying something, <laughs> but you didn't know what, and it, it had no screen. So you didn't know what the hell was happening. You would, <laughs> you would scan something. <laughs> It would say something. (laughs) And then you didn't know. And then it's in theory, it would order more at Amazon, but I I never really trusted it because I would. Would it go ahead and just order it or would it end up in your your cart? No, it would order it. How would it know how many you wanted? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I never used it. I tried it a few times. It's like, I don't get what's going on. I don't care. I don't want it. But it had a nice little magnetic mount. So it's sitting there right on the. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> so stupid. What's wrong with me? Um, there is a rumor, my story, Amazon. Huh? My story is Your story. 56. That's on 56. Line 56. 56. Mm-hmm. But Bingo! I think you have to copy. 56, your pizza's ready. <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> it's funny that you said that because that's exactly the next story I was going to mention. I thought that was a really interesting one. 
Oh, yeah, it has the wrong uh, URL here. Oh, it does? I'm sorry. It's my fault. Oh, hell. Amazon Prime rumored Amazon Prime is going to be checking in to live TV. That I use, uh, I have to say, I like it a lot. The Google uh, YouTube Live, it's a real, I think it's the best of the over the top. All right, I put a new, new one in there. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, okay. I use YouTube Live as well. Um, I was on Hulu. But um, Hulu jacked up his prices, yeah. so I went to YouTube when it was a little bit cheaper, and it's still fine. Although and they raised the prices, it. it's fifty bucks now, which is annoying. But I, yeah, the VCR is really uh, easy to use. VCR, sorry. Did you just say VCR? I'm sorry, I'm channeling my <laughs> youth. The DVR is really. Tell easy us to more, use. Grandpa. Tell well, us more. All you have to do is put in a tape. Be careful, though, about those labels. They can come up to works if they peel off. <laughs> uh, according to protocol. How do you get this 12 to stop flashing? It's, no, that's part of it. It's Oh, it's just flashing to let you know it's there. <laughs> it's always midnight in VCR land. According to protocol, uh, there, this isn't really much of a story. The company has posted no, listings. It's, it's, it's a, it's a right. It's they're a, trying uh, to hire people to help them do this. I thought it would piss you off because you always wanted your live everyday daily show, and now are they going to do it? Never. I could do such great comedy bits as Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem with Amazon getting into the space because it's more competition and probably a lesser price for the consumer. Uh, at least that's what it's I would just hope. It's got to be the beginning of the end. I mean, the beginning. It's the middle of the end for cable companies, right? What do they got mm -hmm. that we need? Linear television, yeah, yeah, linear. That's what you call it, huh? But 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 you know. But then again, everybody. Every, it's like it's like newspapers. Everybody thinks they got to have a paywall now. They all deserve a paywall. Now everybody thinks they got to have a streaming channel. Right. So NBC has Peacock. Oy. Right. I'm, I'm not. I'm not subscribing to Peacock. Oy. I'm not subscribing to your no. channel CBS. CBS. I'm not subscribing. To well, that's where nah. a company like nah. Google and Amazon may have an advantage because instead of buying a single company's offerings, it's a mall, right? So YouTube TV or Amazon Prime TV, you pay one fee and now you get all the locals. You get a I would few love special it. channels. Yeah, YouTube TV is good. What would be what what I would love is that there's some competition because YouTube TV's raised its prices. They're now fifty dollars a month. That's yep. a that's now a cable bill almost. It is when you add the, it is. the internet. It is a cable bill. You know, and so it becomes the MSO. MSO multi-system yeah, operator. Yeah, it's the MSO. Yeah, that's what the new MSO. That's so the cable, cable lost its MSO ness. Yeah. Mm. Well, it, but I know, like the idea of having everything in one spot. If it's even if it's oh, Amazon. Yeah. Because I watch a lot of Amazon original content. I watch a lot of Amazon Prime offered content. And now you can give me some good old live sports, potentially. Sign me up. From the good old Fresno Bee, the best named newspaper in the world. This is, I just found this one. This was a good one. Comes the news. Remember Devin Nunes? Who could forget? Uh, member of Congress, uh, was he the – he was the uh, – what's the opposite of the chair? Intelligence committee. Yeah, but he wasn't the he, chair because it was uh, Congress, so no, it was he – wa he was before – What's the Democrats? Uh, 2018. Yeah, so he was the other – He was the ranking – now he's the ranking, ranking member. That's the word I was looking for, the ranking member of the Senate – the House Intelligence Committee. Uh, he was upset because there's a Twitter account, Devin Nunes Cow. <clears throat> 
There's also Dev and Nunes' mom. As far as we know, neither the cow nor the mom run their own accounts. Uh, Devin and his cow hanging out on the dairy in Iowa looking for the little treasonous cow poke. I don't know. I don't even think that's very funny. Uh, But anyway, uh, Devin wasn't happy about it. Sued. He's, I think he's a little litigious. Oh, yeah. Be careful what you say. Yeah, he seems to go to court a lot. Anyway, um, Twitter, he sued Twitter of being negligent for allowing <laughs> Devin Nunes' cow to tweet. Uh, he also uh, didn't like Devin Nunes' mom, but he also didn't like real-life strategist Liz Mayer and said all three had defamed him online, ruined his reputation, and causing him to win his election in 2018 by less than he deserved. Wow. Uh, Twitter's lawyers said Twitter is immune from the lawsuit due to Section 230. As long as we have it. Protected them. The world messes it up. The only exception is if Twitter personally helped to develop or create the content. Both sides stipulated they did not. Um, Judge, the judge in the case, uh, John Marshall. Ruled Friday, Twitter is immune from the defamation claims of Devin Nunes due to federal law that says social media companies are not liable for what people post on that platform. So what's the name of that law? Boys Section 230. So we got a couple of 230 related things I always say 223 is 213. 230. 230 of the 230. CDA. The communications. 26 words that created the Internet. Decency Act. There's another so two things. story, yeah, because there's a few. Mike Masnick, yeah, now has Tech a Twitter dirt. account. He sends people to for bad uh, two thirty takes. Last week we had the bad two thirty take uh, Twitter account. Now Mike Masnick is going to send everyone who has a bad two thirty. Um, What's take, the account? A link. Um, well, if you go, it's no, it's down under other. No, it's under government. Government. Okay. Okay, government. Mike Masnick responds to bad two thirty takes. We love Mike. We've talked about him a lot. He's, of course, He's brilliant. The, the guy at He's Tech brilliant. Dirt. Hello, you've been referred here because you're <laughs> because you're wrong about Section 230. You know, that's really good because <laughs> uh, Mike has written so many pieces saying even mainstream media gets 230 wrong. Oh, I know oh, I've The New York Times wrong. has gotten it miserably yeah. wrong. So uh, he's written a post that explains... I apologize if it feels a bit cold and rude to respond in such an impersonal way, but I've been wasting a lot of time lately responding individually to different people saying the same wrong things over and over again. Exactly. If you said, quote, once a company like that starts moderating content, it's no longer a platform but a publisher. I regret to inform you you're wrong. (laughs) You're wrong. The law says no such thing. If you said because of Section 230, websites have no incentive to moderate, you are wrong. You are wrong. This is the greatest. So this is good. So you can actually, it would be nice if you could refer them specifically to the section of this blog post. Section 230 is a massive gift to big tech. Once again, I must inform you, you are very, You're very wrong. wrong. <laughs> if you, if, and that's true because 230 protects me as well exactly. as Google. Right? There's every as publisher well out there. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is good. He's got all of the straw men that... Even responsible publications like the New York Times probably inadvertently throw up about 230. He just 
knocks him down one by so, one. So with Jeff Kossoff, who's brilliant, and he, he wrote the book on 230, the 26 words of creative internet. There, he, he and Mike were in a little conversation about what comes next. And I said, jokingly, a board game. And Masnick said, I actually have been working on that. It was supposed to come out in April, but the pandemic got in the way. Oh, that's good. We could have a First good? Amendment and Section 230 board game. So the other thing that's related, I want to plug something here if I may be so bold. Um, uh, I mentioned uh, over time that I've been on a um, big breath, transatlantic high-level working group on content moderation and freedom of expression. Wow. Put that in my lower third, too. I will. Let me remember write that. Wow. Yes. Um, so we just came out with a report. And under government, it's the first link is the report. So I'd like to send people to that. It, it recommends a flexible framework for content moderation discussion that the issue really is transparency and accountability that, that rather than having something like the Nets DG law, which is the hate speech law in Germany, that all everybody's supposed to take everything down within 24 hours. Uh, a version of that law was passed in France and then just failed in the constitutional court and was struck down because it's a chill on free on speech. The regulation so far hasn't been good. So what this says instead is that each platform should, should make a, makes a promise of what it's going to do. And then it's held to account for that and to be, to do that, we've got to get data out of them uh, to regulators and researchers. Uh, it also proposes an e-court for matters of legality, so it's not handled in companies, which is part of the French problem, uh, but instead handled uh, there. And it proposes uh, social media councils to be able to have an open discussion and a flexible framework. So it's a good report. I get allergic. I get hives when it comes to regulating the Internet. Uh, I went into this process thinking this is going to drive me crazy. I'm going to jump off a boat. But uh, I'm, I'm impressed. Susan Ness, former commissioner of the FCC, put it together, and I just wanted to plug that. And then I also – we presented it with the Aspen Institute on Tuesday. So right below that is a video, which will be in the rundown, folks, of the discussion that four of us from the uh, group had with various people. So I just wanted to throw that out because we're trying to – even I, who seems to be libertarian and against um, internet regulation, find a structure here that I think – can work. This is all End at the plug. Annenberg Public Policy Center dot org. Um, and do, now it's obviously not binding. What, what do you think the effect this is a of proposal. this will be? A proposal to this is a proposal to governments to stop doing dumb laws like NetsDG and, and right. the French hate speech law and, all, and the right. French fake news law. And so we have uh, we've we've talked we've had sessions with with the major platforms. We have sessions started with um, government regulators, and we'll talk to them. So the, the group includes um, some heavyweights. Oh, yeah, the names not are me. impressive, yeah. There's a lot of names So the there. four um, pillars of this framework for a better internet, trust in the information ecosystem, open and inclusive governance of social media, enhanced accountability of social media, and legally enforced transparency rules. I like that. And holding on to freedom of expression and human rights. Yeah. So just that's the end of my plug, folks. But I wanted to get that in because I think it's it's trying to make the internet better. It's trying to worry about this. It's trying to find a path. It's interesting because you've really seems looks like social media is the bulk of what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it's content moderation, and and that's really what it comes down to. So what are your rights in that case? Uh, you know, let's be back to Mike Masnick's post. No, the First Amendment does not cover. Uh, does not give you rights when it comes to the platforms. The platforms have a First Amendment right to take down your stupid post. And we wish Facebook <laughs> would take down more of them. But um, 
But it's their right not to as well and leave it up if they want to. That's their First Amendment right. The government uh, only comes into this when it comes to the government trying to make something happen. What's the response from uh, governments? Uh, any interest? Uh, yeah, I think some. There, you know, one one member of parliament from the UK is on the group. Um, hmm. uh, Michael Chertoff is on the group, former head of uh, Homeland Security. Um, okay. uh, the former president of uh, Estonia, Tomas Ilves, is in the group. How hard um, was it to reach consensus? It actually wasn't that hard. It was, it was brilliantly run by Susan Ness that uh, she had had papers written. So there was something like people did a paper about Ness GG and what's wrong with it and what it's trying to do and, and so on and so forth. So there were about a dozen of those papers that informed the discussion. We met in nice places. We met in Ditchley in the United Kingdom oh, near Oxford. Fun. We met in uh, Santa Monica and we met in Bellagio in Italy. That was wow. nice. That was good. And then um, – so it helps when you have good pasta and wine. You can come to a lot more agreement. <laughs> I think that's true. And um, uh, so, uh, no, it, 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 I thought it was going to be rough, but no, we actually got somewhere. We really did. I think it's possible to have a belief that, again, the platforms, um, we can uphold freedom of expression. We can uphold human rights and the, and the right to express. The platforms need to find a level of responsibility. Whatever that level is, they need to be held accountable for it. And the platform should not be making decisions about legality. Uh, that is the job of government through courts so that we do this with due process good. in the open. That's and good. that's our view. So it's good. It's good. It yes. seems very sensible. Thanks to the University of Pennsylvania for, and the Annenberg Center for, for doing that. Yep. Uh, that sounds like uh, Kathleen good... Hall Jameson, uh, thank you very much for uh, making this happen. Well so, worth thank you the effort. That thank you for doing it. So now I'm going to give you something more fun. So, if I may, may I? You may. And Please you want to turn sir. first? All right. No, go ahead. So Please do. Somebody on uh, Twitter, in the wonderful Twitter voice, which I love, said that I had called uh, in a review as a former TV Guide critic here. Mm. I had uh, reviewed Deep Space Nine in 1993, and that I had said, and I couldn't believe this, so I went through my files and found the review. This is the quote. Armin Shimmerman has a wonderfully rodenty quality as Quark, the casino owner, the yes. Donald Trump of deep space. Oh, my God. Quark was. Wow. Quark was. And then in the tweet, David Black uh, took that and put Trump's face in the right color onto Quark <gasps> in the tweet. Got a brilliant wow. So you're so, saying Donald Trump is actually Ferengi, is what you're saying. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so as right I'm now, going through my like file. Y'all are speaking, <laughs> sounds like y'all are speaking German right now. Oh, you don't know now. Deep you're Space Nine? Like you you're not a Deep Space yeah, guy? Deep okay. Okay, sorry. I'm no going to find idea. that. I it, thought it was a good review. Is the, uh, tweet, is the tweet linked here on, this, on the rundown? It's right there. Yeah, if you go, it's below, it's below the, the review. Okay. The closest I can give you to Deep Space Nine is I do know that some folks refer to it as DS9. Yes. Delta Sierra Nine. Excellent. You're exactly so right. Really All right. So, I get a gold star. <laughs> Leo, I was, I was going through my files. And I, what did I come across as I'm looking through my old TV Guide reviews? Ah, but my review of stop. Oh, Hold wait. on. Wait a minute. So here's <laughs> Jeff's TV Guide review. You know, come on, Aunt, you've seen the Ferengi, right? I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen all yeah, of that. You but know, I, don't, I wouldn't have known. He what was, it was a wheeler That's... dealer. He was a casino owner. He was very much okay. like the other Ferengi <laughs> oh, we know. Wow. Well done. That's perfect. <laughs> the coloring wow. is perfect. I don't actually think they had to change you, Mr. Trump's coloring. I don't think they did. Wow. 
Oh, David nice Black, work. thank you. What is David Black doing reading old back issues? Well, you, you can't find them online. You can't. Yeah, he, he must be a deep space he had that You TV, cannot find these. He phone. had that TV guide. Yeah, this looks like a scan. That's my scan. That's my scan. Oh, that's your scan. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, man. So, Leo. <laughs> yes. I'm going through. I'm going through, and I find my old Cosby reviews and my old Picket Fences reviews, and then I come across a review of the site. Oh, did you like it or not? I thank God I did. <laughs> and I even said something, though anonymous, nice about you. Okay. So it's, it's, it's in there. It's in the rundown. Oh, God. I scanned that in, too. Wow. You're... you're uh... So the site, for those who don't know, <clears throat> was a show I helped create with Ziff Davis for the launch of MSNBC. When MSNBC launched in 95 or 6, uh, okay. it was a joint venture of Microsoft and NBC, hence MSNBC. And NBC said, oh, crap, we're going to have to do some technology programming. So they came to Ziff Davis. Uh, I was working for Ziff Davis TV. And I got a, a, fr a really frantic call from Bill McCrone, uh, uh, Christmas break, 95, I think. Uh, he said, we need, <laughs> he says, quick, <laughs> we're going to New York next week to pitch a show to NBC. We need a treatment. That's pronto. And so I wrote a treatment wow. for, I wish we'd been able to do it. This predates uh, Big Brother. The treatment was a little Big Brother-y, though. I wanted, to, I wanted to get a Victorian in San Francisco fill it with young people who were working on a website and have cameras everywhere so you could it was an early reality show really this is remember mm -hmm. this mid 90s mm -hmm. <clears throat> so you could watch these kids you know and you'd kind of they'd fall in love they'd yell at each other uh, you could hear <laughs> what babies. music they were listening to yeah no it's a traditional but i don't think in 95 i don't think there were any reality Shows like that. Maybe there were. When did, when, what was the What was the MTV one? When, when did that start? I thought Brother. it was the when Real was, World or something, right? When was real the world. Real when World? Yeah. When was the Real World? Anyway, that sounds right. maybe I maybe I was cribbing it from MTV. I don't. Ninety two. Okay, so I did know You're about cribbing. the Real World. That's okay. That's what TV so does. I, all right. Yeah, I didn't invent it. So we were trying to create the Real World, but with a tech angle. So mm. you'd be at a website, and then and then the TV show would be at the end of the day because they wanted a daily hour about what's going on in tech. So I wanted to do this show about the show. It would be web-based, and then you'd watch the show. They loved the treatment. I remember Andy Lack, who is now, was at NBC News, has just left, um, saying, oh, I wish my people would bring me something like this. He had his big cowboy boots up on the table and was, <laughs> while we were pitching it. It was fun. I pitched it with a bunch of ZD executives. and uh, but, he, but he bought it. I remember going down 30 Rock, you know, uh, lighting a cigar, calling home on a phone booth saying, they bought it, they bought it, we're green-lighted. Crushed it. Honey, pack your bags, we're moving to the Big Apple. Uh, <laughs> they did change the concept considerably, and they did As TV is wont to do. They didn't, right. they didn't aim at the site, so they kind of got the idea, I guess, that, but they couldn't get a better name than the site, but that was all they could get even then. And they had, they. I was never going to be the, the host, but I was told I'd be the chief correspondent, you know, the kind of the Morley Safer, the, uh, you know, uh, Chris Wallace of the show. But um, Soledad O'Brien anchored it, and uh, they didn't, NBC didn't like me, so they had me uh, play a virtual reality character on it. Called One Dev, mentioned in the review. Called Dev Null, which was unique at the time because it was in real, animated in real time with a big silicon graphics Onyx computer. And I was in the back, Karsten 
was this is how I met Karsten. Karsten worked with me on the site. He was my puppeteer. So I would stand in a big, basically a rubber suit with dots on it connected to wires and go like this. <laughs> and then I had a terribly awful, annoying voice. I was supposed to be a barista. And then Carson, my hair would spin, my eyebrows would go up and down. Carson would do all that stuff. And, uh, and then uh, Soledad would sit looking at a dot, pretending to look and listen to me. Instead, she's just hearing, Jesus. And, uh, and there's a blue dot that she's looking at the wall, and they would superimpose it, and that was it. We, and I won an Emmy for it, so I'm happy about that. Carson yeah. did, too. So uh, you say, I do have complaints about the site. That annoying dev... No, no, that's not it. No, We're... no, I don't. At the bottom, bottom of the first column, okay. she, Soledad, yeah. will join in a techie gossip session with an animated coffee bartender, a segment that should be obnoxious, but isn't. Oh, bless you, Jeff! You, that's the best review I've ever gotten. The only review. I should be obnoxious, but I'm not. I gave a, a rave review to Soledad, who I thought yeah. was great. She, well, she was on her way to fame and fortune. Oh, was and, she ever? Was NBC she ever. knew that. That's why they gave her the. This was her, you know, kind of training ground. Launching pad. Yeah, she yeah. had come from uh, the local uh, NBC affiliate channel. I regret that I was a bit sexist here. The secret to the success, I think, is its anchor, the obviously intelligent, terrifically poised, perfectly pretty, and uniquely named Soledad O'Brien. You Brian. had to do that for the alliteration. You just couldn't leave it out. I, I did. I did. I did. So I, I might regret that a little bit. They but, could not but have found true, a better I... guide to this weird, wired, new world. O'Brien has not only has a confident <laughs> command of the subject, but is unafraid of asking the experts the dumb questions you. we in the audience would want to ask. This is good. <laughs> this is very nice. accurate, I think. That's exactly... Uh, Exactly what so did. so I, in the second column. I'm amazed television has found any time to cover this still small new medium <laughs> when TV still doesn't cover TV so well. Yeah, they only did it because uh, Microsoft made them, and 18 months later, <clears throat> Princess Diana died in a horrific car crash. MSNBC went to wall-to-wall -wall coverage and never. never oh, is that stopped. what did it in? Yes. Wow. We went on hiatus. I forgot that. And that was it. The show was gone. And MSNBC realized they got better ratings with sensational news stories than they did with. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Magazine shows about technology. The audience even creates its own content. The audience members <laughs> interact with each other. This is good. See, you see, you see, that's kind of what this I was, was trying to go for. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. was. Um, it's a great picture window onto the mind of America. What a view. You're a good writer, Jeff. The couch critic, former TV guy critic, Jeff. So Jones. all the former, former TV guy jokes. There this you go. This is great. So, you yeah. should send this to us. Oh, good. You did. I tweeted Because she's very, she's very uh, active on Twitter. I'm glad you did that. So I'm sure she was glad. But she didn't seem to like it or respond. I don't know if she, because I, I apologized for my complimentary but sexist language. I don't know if she was bothered by that. Yeah, I doubt she did. Um, she probably didn't even notice it. <laughs> you know what? I'm yeah, going to retweet so. it because I know she doesn't follow me. Oh, <laughs> oh, look, Martha Feingold, Boost one of the signal. producers. Yes. She was one of the producers, so that's cool. Nice. Who else? So anyway, well, memory lane there. Sorry, sorry, Aunt. Uh, two old guys. No, this is fascinating. I, I didn't know the origin story of Mr. Laporte and Mr. Bondi. That sure oh, explains a lot. <laughs> He's my puppeteer, right? Explains a lot. 
Is Karsten, uh, Karsten is, is, I, I didn't look, is he talking in the, uh, is he having he said, memories in the chat? Yes, he's saying, he's talking about the, the uh, chat room. Did we have, Karsten, did we have the Avatar chat even then? I know we had it on Tech TV. Did we have it for the site? Because we had, uh, people could be avatars and wander around and bump into each other and go. He said that we had chat heads before there were chat heads. Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> And that was the last time MSNBC ever covered technology. Uh, he says the uh, site is his origin story. That's true. It's his origin oh. story. Yeah. What was he, what, what was Carson doing before the site? Going to Harvard. Yeah, I was going to say, was uh, he in school? When, when, it wasn't his first job. No, I uh, I don't know. What what did you do? It, by the way, it wasn't just Carson. There were it took two people to <laughs> to keep Dev Null hair spinning and eyebrows bumping. And one and the other was Christine. And I can't remember Christine's last name, but Car- and she might be happy of that fact. But Karsten and Christine were my puppeteers. Chris says Karsten enjoys pulling all the strings. Yes, that's indeed true. Jeff, can you find a picture of Dev Null? Oh, yeah, that's easy. It is pretty find. fun. Yeah. yeah, I could do it. If you just just uh, took look for images of Dev Null. Oh, it's sad. There are lots of other images now of Dev Null, but this is the canonical. Oh, he's a Wikipedia entry. Yeah. Whoa. Look at that. I had no idea. I was so famous. Can you remember the voice? Can you do the voice? Yes. Dev Null, t- I don't have to remember the voice. I can actually uh, do it. <laughs> you it just awful. might be famous now. Oh, it was awful. Oh, look. <laughs> All of the long stories that I have told again and again have finally made oh. it into Wikipedia. That's it. Three-piece suit and cowboy boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all true. David Borman remembered she would do real-time Q&A with his cartoon character. was the smartest purple person in the world when it came to technology issues. It was great. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. All right. Memories. Well, you know, I'm glad to fill Ant in because somehow he missed this. Yeah, that's pretty fascinating. Piece of history. Carson says he wasn't doing anything. It was his first real job. He had some crap jobs before that. We plucked him from obscurity to become. Carson, what was your worst job? <laughs> he was in Dev charge Null. of all the virtual characters <laughs> at CDTV, Dev Null, definitely, and Tech TV, and then X Play. Yeah, he did because uh, we kept that technology around. And um, people may remember that we had virtual characters in the launch of Tech TV. Uh, who uh, Kate Patello played one in her name. There was Tilda. It was her name was Tilda. <laughs> and, Perfect. Uh, and then there was a guy who played Dash. It was Tilda and Dash, the virtual. I bet I could find that, too. Wow. <laughs> it was the same technology, though, although the biggest difference was... Um, The um, lip syncing was done with their fingers now instead of done automatically. Uh, <laughs> there she is. This is gold. And it's the same glitchy is, kind of it? gestures. You can't, it was a terrible, it was really primitive based compared to what we got now. And this is 1997? Uh, 98. 98? Uh, yeah. My review was. No, 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 oh, oh no, ZD. Uh, you're talking about the site. Nine, the site the was ninety six. Yeah, so I reviewed it in uh, May ninety seven. Yes, that's right before Princess Diana. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got to it just before the show went away. Oh God. 
Yeah, she died in, in August of '97. So yeah, a few months a few months later, we were and the and the and the commercial web was introduced in October '94. So it's this pretty. Is, we this were is right two there. years in. I right remember. In. Uh, I had a young friend. He was in his. He was a young as a teenager. I guess he'd gone to college. He ended up working for us in sales for a while, Glenn Rubenstein. And he said, and I used to, he used to be on my radio show talking as a gamer. He wrote a gaming column for the Petaluma Argus Courier. Uh, and he was in college by then. He said, Leo, oh my gosh, you got to see it. We set up this server in our dorm room and there's this thing called MP3s. And everybody's put all their <laughs> records on the server and everybody in the college had, can hear everybody else's music. It's amazing. You got to tell everybody about MP3s. So I think I did the mm -hmm. very first mainstream media coverage of mp3s uh, what, what year was that that would have been 96 or 97 yeah so so the lead of this review is it, it's just so anachronistic whether you're just now getting curious about this internet thing or whether you're already addicted there's no better single source to tell you what's happening in networked america today than msnbc's <laughs> the site that was if you're just getting curious they, yeah if you're just if you're just now hearing about this thing called internet this is the place to go we had a beautiful set. It was an open studio. It was nice. They bought a lot nice. of equipment. Mm. Beautiful. And Where they, was it? It was uh, in San Francisco on uh, um, York, I think it was York Street. Uh, it was in an old warehouse. And they paid it a beautiful, it was similar to this, really. I mean, a lot of what I did uh, with the various studios mm -hmm. looked a lot like those original Tech TV. And before, it was the same place we did Tech TV, the before Tech TV, the site. Uh, and uh, we there was a one open wall. They painted a beautiful mural of San Francisco Bay with a sailboat on it and a spinnaker billowing out. And I remember <laughs> David Borman and I and some others walking in to look at the mural. And the spinnaker, which, as you know, is that big front sail that that, that is in front of a sailboat. So the sailboat has yep. these sails like this, and then there's a big front sail. Looked yep. like nothing more than a giant ass. <laughs> Come on. And we all walked in and we went... Oh, <laughs> they had to paint it over. They couldn't use it. Oh, no, oh, really? Giant butt on the wall. That's right <laughs> up there with the Gaffney, South Carolina peach that I drive it's, it by. It looks just so like that times. peach. <laughs> it's a, it, That peach, which is a giant peach, is it on the water tank? It's a water tower. Yes, sir. A butt, yeah, it is the water tower. Mm -hmm. It looks like a giant butt. Yeah. This looked I just like that. <laughs> Gaffney South Khaki Lackey. <laughs> so, oh, here's video of you. Oh, yeah, there's video. And actually, oh. I just heard from the, this video I'm singing, one of the videos I'm singing with a former member of um, the Turtles. And uh, he just has just put out a book in which we're, I mentioned this, this scene where we sang together. He sang with a virtual character. is uh, mentioned in his book, Andy... Um, Oh, I can't remember his last name. Andy's going to kill me because he wants me to publicize the book. Um, are you watching the video? Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah I think <laughs> so. It would be Dev No Cyber Listings. The site, and I think Andy Kahan, I think that was his name. Let me see if I can find it. Because we, yeah, here it is 1997. Uh, That's definitely not it. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Soledad O'Brien, Leo Laporte, and Andy Don't Kahan. forget to check out our website at thesite.msnbc.com or www.thesite.com. I'm Soledad O'Brien. I had to fight them 
They wanted to say HTTPS colon slash slash www.thesite.com. And I said, you don't have to say that. He said, no, no, you do. You have to say that. I said, you don't have to say that. In fact, I really didn't want him to say WWW, but I guess you probably had to say that at then. But, yeah, I, I won that fight. For, backslash, backslash. Backslash. That was the other thing. And when you just say slash, they say backslash. It's not a backslash. Oh, it's man. a slash. But anyway. Here, let's go back and watch some more. Website of- at the site.msnbc.com or www.thesite.com. I'm Soledad O'Brien. Good night. This is so crazy. If I should call you up, hey, best of dime, and you say you belong to me, ease my mind, imagine how it's me, the world be. So very fine, so happy together. Here we go, here we go, oh yeah. I can't see me loving nobody but you. <laughs> <laughs> So just as a point of, if they hadn't painted over that mural, show it again, that big butt would that be was right, right there. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> so now you know why they had to paint over the mural. Did, 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 did one of you, did you both notice it as a butt immediately? The other one says, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah or did you all oh, no, just no, saw no. it as a butt? I think it's, uh, maybe I'm misimagining. It's kind of like a classic TV show. The three of us walk in. And our jaws go. There was no question. It was a giant ass. And then you heard the laugh track behind you. Yeah. <laughs> was, there was just no question. Here's a little more, since you didn't get enough of uh, the site. Let me see if I can get some Dev Nolan here. Here we go. Here we go. Just so you just so you can see me. This is the most annoying voice in the world. I like, I like to give you the opportunity to slam me right at the beginning so then people won't get mad when I retaliate, you see? Mm. But so far, you have yet to take me up on this. You're so polite. You're so kind. You're so, uh, you just make me crazy. Mm. Hey, I got a great bit for you. This is, uh, this hey. is a great... New- <laughs> you want to say that? Hey. 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 <laughs> Let's get your attention. Hey. Hey. I know you're not exactly thrilled to be here, so I'm just trying to get your attention. I'm hey. thrilled to be here. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, here. right. Yeah, sure. I'm you're here. Volition. You're <laughs> kind of. She, she. Her mother once asked her, Soli, Soledad, are you still working with that vile little puppet man? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, oh. I want that on my tombstone. The vile, vile R.I.P., the vile little puppet man. Did they tune your voice pitch or was that oh, just... Oh, that's just me coming out uh, talking like that. Why I chose that, because it's a really horrible, annoying voice. I don't know why. But it's what I imagined a digital barista might sound like. Okay. It's so annoying. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, it was a big mistake. But once you do it, you you can't change your voice all of a sudden. Yep, too late. No. Yeah. How scripted was it? Totally was it just un- a rundown? No, not even a rundown. She had no idea what I was going to say. Oh, really? It was actually, I think they did it because it was very good for her. What, the only knock on Soledad was she was very formal and... Rigid. 
stiff, but, but more just tall, you know, old Polished, school yeah. newscaster where you would just, yeah. you know. She's you taught to do that, right? They're taught to do that. Okay. And I think okay. they wanted yeah. her to loosen up a little bit. So <laughs> you couldn't get more loose than Leo Lafarga. Hey, hey. Her career flashing before her eyes. <laughs> 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 sounds like web heaven to me, but I guess that to some of the uh, see, uh, just look at her. She's going, she so tolerates you. It's a great thing. She's so unhappy yeah. to be there because it really was. <laughs> she was trying to establish herself as a credible journalist and here's this guy yeah i bet but if you spread better ads out of most websites i mean isn't advertising really how the web is supported right oh basically yeah you're undermining the entire uh, infrastructure of the web sure okay but at least you don't have to just want to clarify that point thank you okay all right can i get some email oh please do oh lovely this is from dave (laughs) o'brien she would then she would then read questions it was a terrible embarrassing Every oh, it was great. every moment was an embarrassment to me, and the only—I mean, literally—I'd go in, I would have a stomach ache when I would arrive at the studio, and the only redeeming thing was I then won a tiny little local Emmy, <laughs> but I'm now an <laughs> Emmy award winner, so that's all I'm. Just like you're a former TV Guide critic, I'm a, yeah. I'm an Emmy. Award. You never lose the good stuff. Yeah, you got that on your record, brother. That's it, permanent. <laughs> So we had a late news day, news week, but we have that. Let's take a break and uh, wrap things up with your picks of Der Week, of Der Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> but first, a word from our sponsor, ExpressVPN. I hope, you know, a lot of people uh, think, well, I'm at home. I don't need to use a VPN anymore. And it's true. People have been using VPNs, especially ExpressVPN, to protect yourself at a coffee shop or at open access point when you go to a hotel or at a conference. Yeah, absolutely. You'd be nuts not to use ExpressVPN. But you get home, you think I'm safe. But you know what? No. No. In fact, maybe you need it even more because you know it's completely legal for your internet service provider to make a note of every single site you give you visit and then give that information to marketers. Sell it. They don't give it. Sell it to marketers. It's They've been doing it for years. Your privacy is nah, not important. ExpressVPN is a great way to protect your privacy, your security, even while you're at home. That's why even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. It's a great way if you've burned through your entire Netflix library, and who hasn't by now, you just fire up Netflix, fire up ExpressVPN. It comes on Android, iOS, Windows, Mac, Linux, every browser. You just start the VPN. But this time, instead of picking the one, the automatic one, the one closest to you, you could choose from a list of countries. Say, um, I want to be in England today. Boom. You're in London. You haven't moved an inch, but you are in London. And suddenly, when you refresh Netflix, you're in UK. Netflix UK. You get all the Doctor Who episodes, all the different content in Netflix UK. I want to be in Tokyo today so I can watch some anime. Boom. Like that. That's very cool. So what do you get? You get security. You get privacy. You get the ability to watch content anywhere in the world. That's ExpressVPN. Now, it's very important when you choose a VPN to make sure it's private. Because, yeah, your ISP can't see you, but now you're, in effect, ExpressVPN's your ISP. They could. You want to make sure they're going to respect you. ExpressVPN does. Read the privacy policy. Audited by independent third parties. It's exactly what it says it is. But even better than that, They've invented a technology that makes it impossible for them to track you, to log you, to see what you're doing. It's called Trusted Server. When you log into that VPN server, they spin it up. It sits in RAM and never can access the hard drive. It's literally sandboxed so that no trace of your visit 
exists. And as soon as you log off, it's gone. And so is your complete track record, your log. It's all disappeared. <clears throat> That's really important. And by the way, the uh, auditors also said trusted v- uh, server does exactly what ExpressVPN does. Look, I've looked at all the VPNs. ExpressVPN is the best. I'm not alone. Number one, CNET. Number one, Wired. Uh, and right now you can get a good deal, less than 7 bucks a month, when you go to expressvpn.com slash twig. <clears throat> get an extra three months free on a one-year package. So expressvpn.com slash twig. Expressvpn.com slash twig. Thank you, ExpressVPN, for uh, supporting our show, by the way. We really appreciate it. And I thank you for supporting the show by using that uh, special URL expressvpn.com slash twig. I didn't even look to see if there's a change log today. I feel terrible. Is there? Oh, we it's, did a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wee little change log. A it's wee a, little it's change a, it's log. A, it's a demi <clears throat> change log. Play the trumpets! The Google change log. I think Google is a little influenced by all this talk about privacy I think they're a little bit hurt that Apple's become the privacy company. They say now that they will auto-delete location and search data automatically by default for new users after 18 months. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is it new? Well, new? I think it's for anybody. You can, cha- you can turn that on, but now it's going to be the default for new users. So, in other words, it wasn't the default. You can gotcha. turn it on, if you're, uh, but from now on it will be the default. Uh, yeah, sure. Eighteen months is pretty much used up. Months. It's used up all its value to Google. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, exactly what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so you can make it even shorter to three months if you want. That's in the activity controls page. So I leave it on to be honest, but you have this auto delete option: auto delete activity older than three months, auto delete older than eighteen months, and that is the new default. Or I just leave it on because. I like to know everywhere I've been. And if I do get sick, I think this is better than the COVID-19 tracker. I could uh, I could tell a contact tracer, yeah, here's all the places I went. That's going to help them a lot. So I leave my location history on. But it's up to you whether you want to. I only left it on because of my own vanity just to see where I've been. Because okay. I know people in my family haven't been able to travel like I've traveled. And it's just a nice little yeah. vanity reminder. You're right, it's vanity. (laughs) You're right, I'm vain too. (laughs) I like to know. I like to look at the map. I just admit it, damn it. Yeah, you're right. See, he's honest. We said that. See, that's the thing. He's honest. Unlike us, he's honest. (laughs) Okay, I admit it, it's vanity. YouTube history, you can uh, do this with location history, web and app activity. All have deletions. They've always had deletions, or at least for some time. So I think that's good to know, and I like it that it's on by default. 18 months. Google can do that. You know, nobody wants that information after a, probably after a week. But anyway, uh, Google has already. Can you hold on to it? Can you can you say no? Don't yeah. kill it for eighteen months. I say yes. keep okay. it forever. I want to forever. Know. Okay, fine. I, I want, want my children to inherit my location activity. Son, I can't give you any money, but here's a list everywhere I've been for the last forty years. Google ends a trial of a photo service that pinked and printed photos for users. We talked about this. This was in this, the change log months ago. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guess nobody wanted 
the automatic pick. It launched in February. It was $8 a month. That's one of the reasons. I We did it on the changelog. I mentioned it and never thought about it again. Apparently, I'm no, not alone. No. $8 a month? You would get photos you didn't pick. You would get 10. Right. I mean, it's a that, good deal. That's the problem. It's no control. Yeah, it's it. less than a buck a print. Four by six prints from the last month. You could say, I'd more interested in people in pets, landscapes, or whatever, but basically Google. And you could edit the pics, but nobody was going to do that. I would get 10 pictures of whiteboards. <laughs> you might. Or lunches. You might. Anyway, uh, Google says, thank you for your invaluable feedback these last several months. <laughs> you saved us from wasting yet more money on this yeah, dog. Uh, thanks. Now, I thought we showed this last time, but I think I showed the wrong thing. So I talked about last week a Google competitor from their 120, Area 120 uh, labs, a competitor to Pinterest, but I think I showed the wrong thing. So I'm going to show you Keen, which is now out. I didn't have it then. It looks so much like Pinterest, you wouldn't believe it. You choose your favorite topics. Uh, I don't know. Somehow I'm getting fans of foraging. Visit Ometepe, metalheads, boy, they don't know me that well. Learn bird watching, catch and cook, oh, here we go, catch and cook crayfish Cajun style. All right, and if I follow that, there'll be Pinterest style, you know, not just pictures, but here's a, a YouTube video. Gordon Ramsay demonstrates how to prepare, boil, and peel crayfish perfectly, uh, how to boil crayfish do you do the crayfish? Crayfish or crawfish? Ant? Where I'm from is crawfish. Okay, I thought so. Am Thank I saying you. it wrong? No, you're not saying it wrong. I always said crayfish as a kid, but it's spelled yeah. crawfish. I thought I was being like all cool Louisiana style. <laughs> crawfish. Negative. Negatory. Negative, That's a sir. negative, sir. It's a crawfish. <laughs> Crawdads. Crawdads, yep. Why do I call them crayfish? Maybe that's just an error that's come. Anyway, no, is, I've heard it. I've heard it have? even where I'm from. I've heard other people okay. say it that way. Okay. But the majority of us have said crawfish. I take the ruling of ant here. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I completely defer to ant. I'm going to say crawfish from now on. I thought I was being smart, you know, like you don't say, I don't know, Nachadoches. You, pro you probably say pecan, don't you? I don't say pecan. I say pecan, and I say apricot. Okay, I love you, sir. It's pecan. <laughs> it's pecan. Who says pecan? Somebody. My mom. A... Really? Pecan. My mom really? says pecan. Pecan. Yeah. Blows my mind. All right, are Everybody we, are else we... in the house says pecan. The person married to your uncle, what is that person? Oh, my um, aunt. I say oh. aunt. What do, I aunt. say aunt. I say it just now, see, like but that's the thing. We it's at least in my family it's said both ways, um, somewhat both ways. It's it's aunt or it's ain't. It's not aunt, it's ain't. Oh. <laughs> oh wow, look at this. It's really, really country. So my I have an ain't sue. Carson says <laughs> Carson says this is gonna be a new segment we should do on the show. Carson, Carson says, says it's actually crayfish. That's how mm. we say it. That's how we say it at Harvard. Well, it I is, don't trust Wikipedia for anything. Sometimes, anyway, so. yeah, I'm sorry, Karsten or Ant? No, no, crayfish is the is the actual crustacean known as crawfish, crawdads, freshwater lobsters, mountain lobsters, right. mud bugs, or yabbies. 
Mud bugs. Yep. Mud bugs. Mud bugs. Uh, I guess up back up, you know, New England, we call them crayfish. But uh, so crawfish is actually slang. Crayfish is, but it in the in, that the, in Google puts you in the know by saying crawfish. Puts me totally in the know by sense, saying though, it considering. right. Crayfish. Uh-uh. Costin says. Totally makes sense, though. If it's, if it's pronounced as slang crawfish in Louisiana, that makes perfect it's sense more to slangy. me. Costin yeah. says, park the crayfish in Harvard Yard. <laughs> Google this me. This is a new segment. Karsten corrects. Karsten yeah, corrects. corrects. Oh, let's yeah. do it. Karsten, you're in charge. <laughs> I love it. Karsten, you are now in charge of the brand new segment. It'll be, you know, Jeff's number, Ant's thing. And Costin, correct. And here's the other thing. I want to bring back Dev Null so we have the virtual Karsten with you in the studio. All right. All right. All right. It should be easier now, right? right. It is and easier. And Karsten voice. I met, I was at the Webby's one year and I met the guy who did the software for it, uh, for the company that did it called Protozoa. Uh, we met over, we met at the urinals and he said, oh, it's Leo. Hey, Leo. I said, hi. Uh, and he said, you know, left that part out, but he said, you know, could have left that out. That'll be in Wikipedia next week. He said, you know, we still have the models for Dev Null. We could do it again, wow. but we wouldn't need a million dollar Silicon Graphics Onyx anymore. We could do it on a PC. Right. So this was years ago. I thought we would do, I thought X86. you guys would be avatars by now i really thought it was going to work karsten null yeah last one then we're going to wrap it up google meet now has a meet dot new shortcut so that you can quickly start new video conferences just send out that link meet dot new and there's also docs dot new sheets i didn't know this sheets dot new or slides dot new so if i go to meet dot new it'll just oh here we are we're in a conference now there's we, the um, long. Seems thing. like we talked about them working on this several months ago, either oh, okay. here on Twig or on All About Android. Maybe it was oh, AA. I didn't. I didn't know we did that. Okay. It'll start it with a you know the usual you know ten letter code, mm -hmm. but you don't have to you know you just look at that. That's nice. No software, nothing. Meet dot new. Can you imagine the product meeting there? The 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 the, the hangout slash meet product meeting when they said Zoom. Who figured Zoom? What the hell? Damn that Zoom. Damn them. All right. And that, my friends, is the little mini teeny tiny crayfish version of the Google Changelog. <laughs> crawfish. You say crayfish. crawfish. I say crawfish. Crawfish. All right, Aunt, what do you got for us today? Uh, my pick of the week is from our good friend of the network, Mr. Rick Salmon. Oh, I love Rick. Yeah. And his new book, Photo Quest. This man is awesome. He's a outstanding photographer, outstanding teacher, and just flat out good person. And all of he's written, this is his 41st book. 41, 42. He's written a lot of daggum books. Uh, but this is another photography book that doesn't have any pictures in it. And it's just a way to help these creators be inspired and just find their flow. And uh, I just got it a week or two ago. Um, I appreciate him sending this over to me, and I'm really, really digging it thus nice. far. I love Rick Sam. And he loves Mr. He loves Mr. Laporte, by really? the way. Really? He's told oh. me that on several occasions. Yeah, we've had some great <laughs> conversations. He used to be on our This Week in, uh, or uh, what do we call it? I can't even remember. Was it This Week in Photos or Google or Twit Photos, something like that? I think it was um, Twit Photos. Twit Photos, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, he's a great, great photographer and a really good person, too. So that, I will check mm-hmm. that out. Thank you, Ant. Do you have a number for us, sir? I do. So, so let's cry a few tears for Google. The ad, according to eMarketer, the ad giant's U.S. digital ad revenue will this year predicted to decline for the first time since eMarketer has predicted Google's money by 5.3% to $39.6 billion. It had been projected by eMarketer to increase by $12.9 billion. That is COVID for you folks. Um, their market share will shrink from 31.6% to 29.4%, which is a fairly big deal. Uh, Meanwhile, Amazon and Facebook will still go up. Amazon's revenue will grow by just 4.9% this year compared to 21% last year. Amazon will grow by 23% compared to 39% last year. Really? You would think Amazon would have been a big windfall for them. Ad. Ad revenue. Ad oh, revenue. ad revenue. Okay. And it's all ad revenue. It's all ad revenue. So, ad, you know, let's not forget that Amazon is new to the ad business. Right. Relatively speaking. Okay. So in that, um, uh, so Google's uh, market share, you know, everybody says, oh, it's a monopoly. Google's market share goes down to 29.4%. Facebook's is going to be at 23.4%. And Amazon is going to be at 9.5%. And that doesn't make up, folks. So that's twenty-three and ten. That's thirty-three plus. Uh, that's uh, something like I don't know, six hundred forty-seven percent. Um, wow. So that's thirty percent, fifty-five percent, sixty-five. That's that. So the three of them together are in the sixties, I think. Jeez. Percent of market share. And so that means there's a lot. There's another third of the market that's out there. Thank goodness, all that revenue is flowing to Twit. Yeah, man. <laughs> Have you calculated your market share, Leo? Uh, no, it's probably about. <laughs> Are there enough zeros? It's probably yeah. It's probably point zero zero zero. Yeah, it's actually not that bad. I think uh, this oh. year we're going to be down. Well, it's, the year's not over yet, but uh, we're saying, thinking twenty five, thirty percent down. Yeah. I know it's a lot, um, a lot, but it's not a, not too much for us to weather. I think unless it gets worse, which it could very easily do. It could, Um, but we are getting it done. Thank you. Thanks to people like uh, you and our great team and Dano and uh, Max and sales. And of course, mostly uh, thanks to Lisa, my wife, who busts her. And I think, I think the, 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 you know, like we were talking before we were on the air, there's a marketer who wants to come back and Lisa's saying, let's get the right time for you. But they're all going to have to start advertising again. They're going to have to find ways to rebuild. You know, it's such an unknown because it really also depends on, What's consumer spending going to be like this quarter and next, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and, and you know, some of these – we're fortunate because we have a, a diverse number of advertisers and some of them are in enterprise, some of them are in consumer. And so, you know, different sectors are affected differently. Obviously, Zoom's doing fine. <laughs> so <laughs> – but we're surviving. We're hanging in there. I, I thought it was going to be worse, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but, I did too. Yeah. I think we lost – about I don't know something like three million in revenue this year, something like that. That's a lot. I mean, that's a big number. It's, a lot. it's not like I was it's putting three million in my pocket. I mean, that has to come yeah. out of something, right? Yep. And no, just kidding. <laughs> Should not do that. Should not do that. This time we are going to pay. And he's he's been meaning to tell you about the yacht. You were, he promised you the yacht. Uh, it's just no more yacht. yacht now. No. 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 
So I don't think you we've all been talking about hey.com, David Hanemeyer Hansen and Jason Fried's kind of take on email. We talked about it last week, got him in trouble with Apple, got him kicked him out of, out of the Apple store. It's back in now. I finally got my invite a few days ago, so I thought I'd set this up. Actually, I think I set it up yesterday and show you a little bit about how it's a different take on email. Um, the first thing, so first thing you notice is the typo on inbox. It's supposed to be inbox. I don't know why, but it is. Uh, it has some interesting features. Um, box. Uh, I'm box. I don't know. They explain it somewhere. I couldn't be bothered to read. Crawfish, crayfish, crawfish. <laughs> Let's so, call the whole thing. I have Lug my box. email from uh, Leoville forwarding here. Not all of it, but some of it. So notice screen seven first time senders. So the first time anybody sends you an email, you get a list of them, and you decide up or down. So like, I don't want to get any more from Slack Connect. Uh, I don't want to get any more. Well, this is be crushing for somebody. This is going to be bad. <laughs> Steven, I know. So you say yes or no. You, obviously, Lisa, I Lisa, want to you get. Know. <laughs> no more from Talc. I won't be going on any more uh, cruises. Uh, here's a listener. Okay, I'm going to say yes to him. Uh, I don't want to get my Xfinity bill anymore. <laughs> Unfortunately, I still have to pay it. Me neither. <laughs> yeah, and I think Mark, okay. So now they're gone into my inbox, but there's still lots of things I can do. For instance, I, I can see my screened out stuff, so it's not gone forever, right? But if that any of these send another email, it won't, it'll go into screened. It won't go into my inbox or my inbox. Uh, does, I could, does, does general spam go into screened or just the things that it you It goes into spam, and I, I'm not getting any okay, spam so. right now, but I'm sure I will. I'm not done. Um, <laughs> so I can see my inbox. Notice there are keystrokes for all of these. You never have to use the mouse ever. There's a paper trail, which is interesting. If you get receipts, confirmations, or whatever, you just say, that's paper trail, and they'll go into this folder, some of that automatically. Anywhere, anytime I get marketing or newsletters, that goes into the feed. So this is some of that stuff that Gmail was doing a little bit of. I love the set aside. So I can go back to uh, something here uh, and say, oh, you know, I really... Okay, this is a tutorial which has popped up. Oh, interesting. So you could say this is from a person, something I might reply to or something I want. Newsletter, this is a receipt. No, this is from a person. So they're going to keep it in the inbox, but I'm also going to say reply later. I like that feature. So it's going to collect on this focus and reply so I can do it later, which I think is really a little better than flagging. It's the same idea. I can also, let's see, here's one, set aside. Now, Mark, don't get hurt because I'm just going to set this one aside right now. And set aside is something for reference, but it's it's going to always be easy access down here at the bottom, which is kind of interesting. Okay. So it is designed to quickly triage email and to get less email. There's also labels that you can use. And then uh, I'll create a label right now. We'll just show you. And we'll call it taxes. And now I have a taxes label, which I can add. Uh, you see it's showing up in my label list anytime I'm looking at an email. So the idea is to quickly be able to process email. It will take all the attachments and put them in this all files folder. 
I think this is kind of nice. These guys are good at web design. You see how clean and easy it is. I'm mm. sorry it's in dark mode. Is, is there? Oh, I was going to ask. Yeah, so there's no. just dark mode. Huh? Let me just turn that off. Uh, oh, shoot. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think actually it's getting that from. Oh, you know, Leo. You know. It's getting that from the operating system, I think, is uh, where that's getting from. Um, now, it'll be $100 a month. I mean, a year. Sorry, a year. $100 a year, a year which bad. is not bad, but not, you know, not great they also plan yeah. unfortunately my email address is at hey.com chief twit at hey.com and right now there's no way to change that i'm forwarding oh. it from my leoville so that works okay but eventually i'd like to be able to give it my own address they are going to charge mm -hmm. if you want if i wanted leo at hey.com that would cost me i think six hundred dollars a year and if i wanted ll two letters at hey.com a thousand dollars a year but the money is all going to dane golden i think so it's good our former producer who used to own hey.com uh, they bought it for <laughs> an unnamed but apparently large amount of money uh, he was one of our early uh, so dane's got the yacht dane's now. got the yacht so i you know i like this i don't know if i'll go crazy over it i'm not you know i have two weeks to try it uh i don't know if it's yet uh available to everyone I applied no, for I an invite. Went, and and yeah. you have to have a code at all. If you want to get a code, you've got to send them an email telling them what right. your love story is. And I did that. Email. Next month, they say they're going to open it to everyone. So I guess this is an early beta. They do. If you go to hey.com, you can read all about it. You can find out all the details, how it works, and all that stuff. Uh, and, I, you know, I, honestly, these are the guys who did Basecamp. They know what they're doing. They have hmm. uh, apps for... Uh, iOS, Android, Mac, Windows, Linux. Um, they have a lot of interesting features. I, I Look, I want to celebrate the attempt to fix email, right? Yeah. Um, because OIM stands for important or immediate. <laughs> I get it. Okay. So I, uh. I admire that attempt. By the way, they block all trackers, which is fantastic. And they even tell you, hey, you know, this email, this had a, you know, invisible tracker in it. You should know about that. On a tracking pixels. Yep. So anytime an email wants to phone home, it'll tell you, which is really, really good. You can uh, change the thread in the email, but it, but it will continue to work as if you hadn't, which I think is nice. I often get email all stacked together because it had the same subject line, and I don't like that subject line. So there's a lot of ways that this is trying to solve a lot of issues. I'm going to get, keep with it for a couple of weeks because it may, in fact, Ooh. I like some of the things they're doing. I really do. So, But when you reply, you're replying from the Hey address. Yeah, unfortunately, that's kind of a bummer because that's not my email address. That's, you know, but I think that... So it's going to look strange. To, so it's going to look like spam to me. Right. Yes. You're going to say who... Not that you ever send me any emails. Yeah. Now, uh, Kevin Rose seems to like it, <laughs> as does Ryan Hoover. Um, so, uh, you know, interesting. Adrian um, Holabody. Yeah. Wonderful guy. Oh, no, they got, look at Andy Bio from, uh, uh, well. you know, Wax Pancake. So <clears throat> I feel like I want to, I love these guys. I think Jason and David are very, very smart. And I think their take on email is quite interesting. It isn't, you know, the same thing as what Gmail's tried to do. Or Outlook with a focused inbox. It's something a little more than that. And it puts you a little bit more in control of your email. It's worth taking a look at. Two-week trials free. Uh, it, uh, and apparently they've solved their problems with Apple. So you'll be able to use it on your iOS device. <laughs> Hello, everybody. 
It's time to say goodbye. Thank you, Aunt Pruitt, filling in at the last minute, but we'll see you next week. I think we yep. want to get Ann on the show every week now. Be good. He's so nice. Be very good. He's so cute. Uh, you can find Ann on Hands On Photography. You That's can right. find him on his newest show, Hands On Wellness, which is awesome. That's right. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. And uh, he's he's here all the time. He's. Are you going to do the um, Friday we're doing a scavenger hunt? Are you in that? Yes, sir. I will be participating in the Twit After Hours on Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Very good plug in there. Scavenger hunt. Yeah, he knows how to do it. <laughs> 7 p.m. Eastern time. On I'm looking Twitter. forward to it because this is all of these after hours have been pretty, pretty interesting. I didn't quite know what to expect each time we've gone into them and they've all been pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, they're all great. We put them <laughs> up later after the fact on our YouTube channel so you can see them and we rerun mm-hmm. them uh, throughout the week. It's just something we started doing uh, during the quarantine and we've probably keep doing it because it's so much fun it's just a lot of random fun just a way to sort of uh close out the work week if you will twit after hours uh, friday day after tomorrow at 4 p.m but yeah definitely check out hands-on wellness and hands-on photography i'm i'm having fun experimenting with some things as far as hands-on photography like i said changing my set and working on some different segments and uh i appreciate you and miss laporte giving me the freedom to mess around with some of the things that I want to do creatively and present it to our listeners. It's, it's a lot of fun. Well, it's our I appreciate honor. it. It's our honor to have you here. <laughs> Thank you, Ant. Thank you, too, to Jeff Jarvis, Leonard Tao, professor for journalistic innovation at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at the City University of New York. And member of the Transatlantic High Level Working Group on Content Moderation and Freedom of Expression. Yeah, more importantly... You are a big shot. Lower half. He's a big shot. Well, I was a member. It's gone 10 now. out of 10 on Rate My Skype Room. That's the important thing. And no pineapple. <laughs> you know, imagine what I would have gotten if I had a pineapple. Just put a pineapple on that sidebar there and you'd be set. Wow. Thank you, Jeff. Have a wonderful week, you guys. Uh, we're hope- I don't know if Stacy's not going to be back next week. I think she- that's her. She's going to. Yeah, she's weekend. moving. I'm, I'm going to be here next week. Yeah. But we will. We'll be here. We do the show uh, every Wednesday right after uh, Windows Weekly, about 1.30 Pacific. That's. Uh, 4.30 Eastern Time, 20.30 UTC. Just tune in at twit.tv slash live. There's audio and video there. You can also uh, catch it after the fact, twit.tv slash twig on YouTube, of course. Or best thing you could do is subscribe in your favorite podcast application, and you'd get it the minute it's available. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. I'm Leo Laporte. Bye-bye. Jesus. Hey, folks, I am Micah Sargent, co-host of Tech News Weekly right here on the Twit Network. Yes, Tech News Weekly is a show we do every week, Jason Howell and myself, where we talk to people who are making and are breaking the tech news. That's right. It's journalists. It's inventors. It's app makers. It's everybody who's bringing the tech news in a given week. It's all the stuff you want to know about in bite-sized chunks in a fantastic package. So be sure to subscribe. It's twit.tv slash TNW.